Welcome aboard National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Everybody feeling pretty good about themselves right now, right? Coming off an emotional win on Monday night for those birds. Huh? Hit the like button. Appreciate everybody stepping in as you always do. Want to tell you, Doc Walker from the broadcast team of the Washington Commanders will join us in the third hour at 5.30 Eastern time. Until then, you and I are going to cut it up here, and we appreciate it. As I always tell you, when you come aboard here and we get a chance to talk some NFL football and some birds here. You know, I'm going to start the show off by doing this. I got to tell you something, this offense that they're putting together here for Jalen Hurts and Philly. It's really, like I said, an anomaly when you look at the other offenses in the National Football League, and it's maybe one of the most unique that I've seen in the NFL. You know why? Look, you could spread the ball around now, throwing it through the air. You run at a shotgun, and you run at a center. You really don't know what to expect when you're talking about what kind of game plan they're going to put together. And that's why it's so versatile on what they did against the Lions and all of a sudden what they changed up against the Vikings. I mean, they're running plays. And I mean running plays out of shotgun. Traditionally, teams don't do that. It has, it has a college feel to it. You know, but, but it is controlled. There's a college feel to this. And it makes it, and where I'm going here with it, it makes it one of the most difficult teams to prepare for. Like, if you're Washington this week, this is not something that you prepare for every week. You traditionally prepare for the dropback guy, a quarterback who's one-dimensional, which makes it really an off one. That's why when I was telling you guys yesterday, do me a favor. Stop comparing Jalen Hurts to Josh Allen or anyone else. Because I got to tell you, Shane Steichen and what Nick Sirianni are doing on the offensive side of the football, there is no question. They're tailor-making this offense to what Jalen's strengths are, and you see it. Is he the greatest passer ever? No. Is he the most accurate guy ever? No. Not yet. First two weeks, not bad. But is he in an offense now? you got to hand it to Howie here. They built the offense. I heard Rob Ellis say something, Xander, earlier that I think it's point on. And I tell you why I think there's a difference in the offensive side of the football and the defensive side of the football in Philly. Rob made a spectacular point. That offense on the offensive side of the football is pretty much homegrown. All draft choices. You got AJ, obviously, but the rest of them. You know, Zach Pascal, I get it. But the rest of them, 98% of the players that are in the starting 11 are homegrown dudes. That's pretty remarkable. That's pretty damn impressive, actually. And a lot of these guys are not first-round draft choices. They're later-round picks, mid-picks. It's pretty impressive. And when you have that kind of continuity where you're reinvesting in your own talent, especially on that side of the ball. There's something too homegrown. Pittsburgh is notorious for homegrown talent, aren't they? They're great drafters. You rarely see Pittsburgh go into 
a free agent market and pick up a gigantic player like a Jerome Bettis? Yes, they have done that. But that's not something that they like doing. They like to invest inside their own organization. That's kind of what Philly has done on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, go up and down the line of scrimmage with the offensive line. Every single one of those guys was drafted by the Eagles. That's unbelievable. You you can't, maybe a handful of teams that do that. Finding offensive linemen, this is probably more of a testament also to Jeff Stoutland. That you're able to get a kid in a seventh round or didn't even know how to put a helmet on. And now you're putting him in a position to potentially be a 15-year guy and an all-pro in Jordan Mulata. You don't see that. That's not common. That is not a common place. Now, on the other side of the ball, there's been more mistakes in the draft. Pass rushers, you really haven't had an edge rusher in a bit. Okay? Hardgrave, Fletcher, homegrown. Kaiser White, not homegrown. Okay? Both corners, not homegrown. Your safety position, kind of homegrown. So that's going to take a little bit more time on that side of the ball to gel because those players really haven't played together. And those players on that side of the ball are learning a system and learning a culture. That's why I think the defense is behind the offense. And I think you've got better coaching on the offensive side of the ball. Does that make sense? Okay, you got better coaching on that side of the ball. And on top of that, you got more continuity on that side of the ball. I personally think when I look at the Eagles, I think the Eagles' offense is ahead of the defense. And I thought that was going to be a little bit different. Just, just an observation. When Rob said that, I was like, now I know why the defense is behind. Okay. Oh, Hardgrave was a free agent pickup. He's not homegrown. Okay. That just goes more to the point. Okay. I mean, that's, the, that's why I think that side of the football is, I don't want to say struggling, but it's been inconsistent. Great performance against Minnesota. Not so great against Detroit. Okay? That's a 50-50 deal right now. Whereas I think the offense has performed pretty well, and they've got a lot of fixable things. Okay? It's funny because Hertz hasn't beat a playoff team. He's played like 15. That's going to be a conversation today. Jalen hasn't beaten a playoff team yet. Vikings didn't make the playoffs last year. They may make it this year, which would mean he would have beaten one. So we have to wait and see on that. But as of right now, he hasn't beaten a team that has been a playoff team yet. Hey, don't go down that line yet, okay? It's not a criticism. There's a Matthew Stafford had one playoff win in Detroit before he got to Los Angeles. So it's not as easy as you think it is to win playoff ball games, okay? Not that easy, man. We've had problems with drafting defensive ends, especially pass rushing defensive ends, Paul. Okay? You always got something to complain about. I do? Yeah, because I'm... Yeah. You hear what, see what Max says? Max says you always have something to complain about. Yeah, because I'm trying to be great and perfect. Okay? I'm always trying to be perfect. Better trying to make sure you're moving the chains. Your expectations have changed, dude. 
your expectations, okay? The expectations have changed. Swansky says, hey, Dan, I heard Nick talking about attributes. He expects QB1 to have, and recently he talked about Hurts' ability to make plays when there isn't one. Do you think Hurts has changed the coach's mind? I'm going to get to that as we speak. Perfection is something that you're always looking for in pro football. Let me go into this now here. Let's go into the topics. I got two of them here for you. Please hit the like button here. Um, pretty remarkable on what we talked about yesterday with Howie Roseman. It is pretty remarkable. By the way, I got a ton of Eagles topics and NFL topics today. You think Jalen Hurts is Howie Roseman's greatest draft choice? Or potentially playing itself into that position? Since he's been in charge of the Philadelphia Eagles, you think Hurts is his greatest selection? Now, remember something. Some would say, what about Kelsey and all these guys? Yeah, but Kelsey's position, as important as it is, center, quarterback position, It's the most important position that a general manager has to get right. A general manager is gauged on getting that position right. And Howie really hasn't gotten it right. The Carson Wentz experiment in Philly went sideways for whatever reason. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute as well. It is Commander Wentz versus Wentz or Commander Wentz versus Jalen Hurts this week. And I think this is a big game for both teams internally. And externally. Howie Roseman doesn't want Carson Wentz winning that ball game on Sunday. He absolutely does not. And Xander goes, he's got to win a Super Bowl to make this thing pay off. Remember something. You do have to give Wentz credit for putting the team in position to win the Super Bowl. Without Wentz's play in 17, you don't get there. You know, as much as you want to give it all to Nick, it's not true. The majority of that season was on the back of Carson Wentz. So Xander's point is correct. And if you're really looking at it, Wentz was instrumental in that championship. As much as you want to take that part of his career away from you, from him, having played in Philly, it's not true. And you know it in your heart. He was as important as anybody that was on that football team in 2017. He had put MVP numbers up the entire season until he got injured. And I get it. Just like with Phil Simms back in the day in 1990 when Hostetler took over and they took the team home. Still, Phil had an 11-0 run that season. He was 11-0 as a starting quarterback. You start losing ball games early, you're not going to be in a position to have home field advantage. Carson Wentz, you have to do this. Carson Wentz puts you in a position to have the NFC playoffs go through Philadelphia that year. As much as you don't want to admit it, that is true. Without Wentz's play, you don't have home field advantage. And that's a fact. So Jalen does have to take this team 
across the finish line, something McNabb could never do. Okay. Is he Howie's greatest draft choice? He could be. Because if he takes this team across the finish line, Jalen Hurts will be Roseman's greatest moment as a draft as a draft guy. Getting a second-round pick that he was brought in initially to be the backup to Carson Wentz to go on and win a Super Bowl would be unbelievable. Be like finding almost Tom Brady. That's how unlikely this stuff is. You think you're going to find a six-round draft choice to win seven Super Bowls? You think Belichick? Remember something about Belichick on Brady. Belichick, he passed on Brady, what, five times? Wasn't like the Patriots got it right. They passed on Tom Brady five times. I mean, who are the players that they drafted ahead of him? So everyone's like, well, the Patriots got Brady. What a what a stroke of genius. Well, they passed on him five times also. Okay? This kid's rounding out to be potentially something Howie could totally hang his hat out. I found, I found my franchise quarterback, and guess what? It just shows you when you're evaluating the position, Howie may have drafted his greatest pick and a franchise quarterback, and he wasn't even looking for it. How funny is that? People look for franchise quarterbacks every single year in the draft. Howie wasn't looking for a franchise guy. He had no intention of Hurts being a franchise quarterback. Everybody in Philly took a shit on the on the pick. Nobody thought that this was going to be something that you're watching or potentially could evolve into, right? And, and, and hey, Brian says that's exactly how it always happens. Do you really think that the San Francisco 49ers thought they found Joe Montana would be Joe Montana in the third round when they had Steve DeBerg, who went to a Pro Bowl the year before? They weren't looking at that. Or when the 49ers traded for Steve Young when he was in Tampa, he was a complete bomb. They turned him into a Hall of Fame guy. You think when you drafted Aaron Rodgers 25 in Green Bay and you had Brett Favre up there, that that guy was going to be that guy? Absolutely not. Or the guy in Baltimore. You really think Lamar was going to be Lamar? Okay. Hey, Big Sills, Jalen said he doesn't need no f- new friends to continue just to keep doubting him. I don't give a shit what that means. <laughs> I don't care what that means. You got a lot of golf to play here, my friend, before you start crowing. Congratulations, you beat Kirk Cousins. Way to go. All right, now I want to talk about Carson Wentz here. What was the end of Wentz here in Philly? What happened? By the way, statistically, Wentz is outplaying Jalen Hurts so far on the season. Just so you know, every single statistic except for one. Two. One loss column and completion percentage. Everything else is completely outplaying him in. So this is going to be an interesting weekend. Interesting weekend, to say the least. Okay? 
Xander's like, what matters the most? I'm talking personal matchups here, too. Agreed. One loss record. He's got one more win than Carson Wentz does. Agreed. I don't think it's as glaring as everyone thinks it is. Okay? I don't. Kid's got talent. This is going to be a very interesting weekend for Eagle fans. Eagle management. Carson Wentz. Ron Rivera. And the Washington Commanders. This is going to be interesting. I do think turnovers matter. Okay? And is that something out of your genie bottle? All around auto service? Wentz will fold this week? Book it? Okay. Again, I don't forecast things. I'm looking at what's going on right now, what the two players have done after week two going into week three. That's what I just said. Wentz has... That's what I just said. Wentz is at 65%. Jalen's at 69%. It's the only statistic passing-wise he owns. Listen to me. Hey, look at everybody getting upset. Boy, every time the name Wentz is mentioned, you guys go into a fetal position. Relax. Boy, this guy really upsets you, doesn't he? You don't know this guy from a can of paint, but yet you think you do. It's funny. This guy pushes eagle buttons, man. Why? What happened? Okay, what happened? What happened here with Wentz? Was it the Rams injury or was it the Seattle hit? By Clowney. What happened? That it just fell apart like that. By the way, hey, Jim Marseille, you might need to open some of them pill bottles. Your team's 0-2, and you have your head coach coming out saying, hey, I really love the fact we have Matt Ryan. You know why? Because that's the owner's pick. The owner wanted Matt Ryan. Oh, okay. Need to stop comparing all your quarterbacks to Andrew Luck. That's the Colts' problem. The Colts need to do what the Eagles are doing. You know what that is? You find a guy, you build an offense around him. No matter what his skill set is, he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. Okay? He's not. He's Jalen Hurts. And he's doing a hell of a job so far. He's doing a hell of a job. What happened to Carson here? What happened? I think management, I think personally, management At the end of the day, I think they failed him. He didn't win in Philly. Really? He was just as much a part of that Super Bowl as anybody else on that football team. He put you in position in 17 to get home field advantage so that the NFC playoffs can go through Philly. See what GT does? He absolutely wants to give Jalen Hurts all the credit for beating no playoff team, but a guy who put you in a position to win the coveted trophy, you don't want to give him any credit for? That's a mistake, guy. That is a massive mistake. Dan, would you rather have Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz? I'd rather have Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has won more games over the last two years. Carson Wentz beat that Jags team just now with a better team and a better coach. 
Yeah, you heard me say it. I think Ron's a heck of a coach. Yeah, you heard me say it, and I love Frank. What happened, though? Why can't anyone answer the question? What happened to Carson Wentz in Philly? What happened? What happened? Hold these guys accountable. Hey, guess what? They don't want that conversation. They hate giving him credit. I never realized that till today. Wentz is part of your 2017 photo for the Super Bowl. And I know some of you would like to white it out. You can't. He's part of your history. He's your all-time single season yardage king and touchdown king. And he puts you in position to win the NFC. How many regular season games were there left that year? Three? Two? It's quite a run. Hurts happened to Wentz. (laughs) When was this? Carson Wentz has beaten winning teams and playoff teams. He did it last year in Indy. Okay, he did it last year in Indy. That 9-8 and record last year by Wentz's Colts was way better than the 9-8 and record that Jalen Hurts put up. He didn't beat anybody. That team beat the Bills last year. <laughs> Wentz's team beat the Bills. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about beating nobodies here. Okay. He said out loud that he wanted the Eagles to lose the Super Bowl while he was hurt. I want to see that line. I want to see that. I want to see a quote where he said that. I don't want to hear one of these whispers in a corner that said that a source said. I want to see that quote. You show me that quote. And you post it on my Twitter page at Dan Silio Show. Okay? I want to see that. You know what happened, Sills? The dude was soft, too cocky to adapt. Or how about maybe the general manager didn't like the fact that Wentz didn't want to go back in after the Seattle hit. Maybe he, maybe he d- was self-preserving himself and he didn't feel right going back in, but the general manager wanted him to go back in. Okay. They beat a Bills to eight. So what, dude? It's the NFL. You put your dudes out there, go to work. That's a good number. Hey, by the way, I did write down the numbers. Let's take a look at that. So far in the 2022 NFL season, Jalen Hurts, 63 attempts, 44 completions, 698 percent in completion percentage massive improvement so far in two weeks absolutely and after the 56 completion percentage in week one that's a really great in increase because of the vikings game that's really good but again it's a two-game composite here not quite a trend yet A trend is three games. We'll know more after this week. And we'll be able to look at some of the trends here. 
576 passing yards. Not bad. Okay. You know, you're over 250. That's good. Like we said, you're over 250 yards per game. You're on pace for about 4,200 passing yards. He's doing everything we said. One touchdown pass, one interception. Now, because of Jalen's ability to run, 28 carries, 147 yards, 73.5 yards per carry. Hell, he's the second leading rusher on the Eagle team. Like to see him be the third, but that's okay. That's still a little high when you're talking to carries of 28 carries in the first two games, right? You're talking about 14 carries a game. That's a little bit high still. We'd like to see that number a little bit down. All in all, Jalen Hurts' numbers after the first two weeks, I will give you this. He's ahead of schedule. Okay? He's ahead of schedule. Now let's go to Wentz's numbers. 87 attempts, 57 completions. 65.5% completion percentage. Both these guys are in the outstanding category when it comes to completion percentage. Obviously, more attempts. And, you know, because Carson's a passer, Jalen's more dual. Again, I'm not criticizing any here. I'm pointing out. Carson went 650 yards passing, averaging 325 a week so far. In the first two weeks of the season, hard-pressed to find too many quarterbacks outside of Josh Allen, and people like Patrick Mahomes that are averaging 325 yards in the air. They have to because the running game really hasn't been much in the first two weeks. Seven touchdowns and three picks. Well, when you attempt the ball more, there's going to be more chance for error when you throw the ball more and when you're from throwing from behind, which in that game against the – he had two picks in the first game too against the Jags. So all in all here, 87 attempts, 57 completions, 65-5, and 650 yards, seven touchdowns, and three picks. Carson Wentz is on pace for 5,500 passing yards this year. Do you know that? 54-25, I thought I saw. On pace for 5,000 passing yards. I mean... So far in the first two weeks, if I'm Washington, we'll talk to Doc Walker later, part of the broadcast team. I'm not disappointed with what I'm seeing so far. Okay? Thought it was a rocky first quarter against the Lions, but I'm not one of these guys that are going to sit here. And if I see a guy go 21 to 29 in the second half for 279 yards and two touchdowns and no interceptions, and you're telling me that's bad when he rallied his team back, You've got blinders on, and you don't want to see anything else. Okay? Hertz is on pace for over, I said it, 42.50. Stop it, Sills. He's not getting that. Well, what would make you think then Hertz is getting 4,200? Oh, I see. Wentz won't get 5,400, but Hertz will get 42 in your eyes. I don't think either guy gets those numbers. Just to be fair here, Jalen Hurts is on pace for 4,900. Well, if that's the case, like I said, Carson Wentz is on pace for 5,500. 
okay? Wentz was so good, the Colts just couldn't play without him. You're right, they can't. They're 0-2. Thanks, Joseph, for making my point. Appreciate it. Thank you. Carson will be injured by season's end. Why, he wasn't last year. Cilio, get Sproles on the show and ask him about Wentz's quote. Don't want him to run through of Wentz when he powered into the end zone. I don't know what that means. You got to put sentences together, kid. 5,500 yards, baby. Wow. Damn. Mm. Unbelievable. Oh, hey, man. Go get him, Carson. Wow. You overrated Wentz. 30-year-old, never played in a playoff game. Okay. I'm not overrating Carson Wentz as a passer. He had superior statistics and a better season than Jalen did last year. By far. Wasn't close. That's not overhyping. That's not that's not hyperbole. That's fact. That's fact. It's fact. Look at the numbers. 27 TDs, 7 picks. <laughs> oh, now football's not a game. I'm talking about being a passer here. And by the way, that Colts team beat more significant teams last year than what the Eagles did. Look at the schedule. Who did you beat? Wentz beat winning teams. Okay? Did he crap to bed? Titans, eight minutes, and Jags. Yeah, that's why I told you that Jags win. Hey, and by the way, the Jags shut out the Colts. How you doing, Jim Ursay? How you doing? How come no one answered the question about what happened to Wentz in Philly? Sills is kind of nuts. W- wait a minute. What's the nutty stat here that you don't like? What's What am I making up? What, what am I making up? He's not a better passer. Are you crazy? In what year have you seen so far since those two guys have been in the league together where you thought Jalen was a better passing quarterback than him? And don't just give me Minnesota. I can give you numerous games where this guy has put up numbers that Jalen will never put up. Come on, man. Consistently, first two weeks, this guy's averaging 325 yards a game. Okay? No one's asked me the most important question, though. Maybe one of you will. Okay? Maybe one of you will. We'll see. Okay, Wentz was the caboose. Okay, after <laughs> Colts, he's comparing a five-year quarterback to a two-year quarterback. Why? Joe Burrow's better than Hurts. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to be better than Hurts. Are you kidding? Right? What are we talking? Don't go there like that. You know when you see a guy. Now again. I was listening to the person that was on Sports Take, and they asked him questions about Jalen Hurts. He's like, hey, you know, we'll see. I was like, wow, a Philly guy saying that. 
I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. So Xander just said, Sills is going fishing. Okay. We'll see Sunday. We shall see Sunday. Just for the record, so we can kind of keep this fair. Who do you think has more passing yards on Sunday? Wentz or Hurts? You think Wentz does or Hurts? Who do, you, who do you think has more passing yards? Jalen? You think he's going to duplicate what he did against Minnesota, against Washington? He should. They're a lesser team. Short work week, on the road, divisional opponent. Okay. We've got to be a seven-point favorite. Real question is, who will throw more INTs? Fair? <laughs> Wentz will have more passing yards. Wentz will have more INTs than Ertz. Washington's defense is trash. I thought one of you guys would ask me the most important question, but you guys, no one has asked me about the two players. It's okay. Let's see. Don't care. Only the W's. Seals, are you still thinking two and four? Holding to it. Does passing yards win games? No. Go position by position. I told you. The Eagles are superior to the Washington Commanders. Wentz has four picks. Two hyped up, maybe. Dan, who's the better leader, Wentz or Hurts? <laughs> We're getting closer. We're getting closer to the question that I really don't want to answer. Um, but I'll answer it if someone asks. Did you just say yesterday Hurts was the best quarterback in the East? So TF is Wentz. Okay. He is he is the better he is the best quarterback in the East. He ain't the best passer in the East. Playing the position and being a passer are two different things. I never said anything like that. They're two different questions. It's how you ask the question. Okay? Who throws the ball better? Wentz will go into hero ball. How come nobody will answer what happened in Philly with Wentz? Who cares about passing yards? I want to win. Doubt Hurts is a better leader? No. I do not. Damn, which player can you rely on staying healthy? Either. What... Hurts had injuries last year, had surgery at the end of the year. Wentz will be on a different team next year, maybe. Stupid owners do that. How the Colts working out? How much better do you think Rivera is than Sirianni? I think he's just more experienced. Who cares about the – who cares what you're asking, Okay. What happened in Philly with Wentz? Crippling injuries all over the offense forced Wentz into hero ball and completely soured his already rough relationship with the team. Sounds like a management issue then. Blair asked the question, who would you rather have, Wentz or Hurts, as your quarterback? Finally, Blair asked the question. 
Who would you put that up, Xander? Blair's the one. Blair's the one. Blair, you're right. Game's on the line. Two minute drill. Two minutes left in the game. Wentz may have 500 yards in the air, but if it's two minutes and I got to win a ball game, I'm taking Jalen Hurts over Carson Wentz. That's championship moment. That's when champions are made. That's when a winning attitude has to supersede everything. The point that I'm trying to make to you is that all these numbers that Carson will put up, he may have better numbers this year. But I guarantee you, if you ask 32, 31 other GMs who you'd rather have in a two-minute drill, I guarantee you 90% of them would say Jalen Hurts. Especially the way what you're seeing now and the fact that he's improved his game so much. We're kind of playing around here a little bit with the numbers. Boy, you guys get really, okay? You guys get really touchy with Carson Wentz talk. Wow. That's that's really amazing on how he touches you off more. He, he really left a bad, I'll tell you what, I'm trying to think of athletes that have left. I mean, this guy has left a bigger stain on his reputation than I think Ben Simmons did. Is that fair? There's a lot of people in Philly that look at Ben Simmons and do this. I don't really give a shit about him. But anytime you bring Carson Wentz's name up, boy, I got to tell you, man, you get a cascade of different opinions on what happened on Carson Wentz himself. The management handling. How do you think management handled them? Okay. How do you think management handled Carson Wentz here? Let's hit on that. Let's hit on that. I got a boatload of stuff here to go on. Okay. A boatload of stuff. Don't forget Doc Walker will join us from the broadcast team of the Washington Commanders. We will talk to him at 5.30 Eastern time. Please hit the like button. Big Sills here for Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. Means this. If you don't get paid, they don't get paid. They're the number one law firm when it comes to compensation if you've been hurt or injured on the job in America. Nobody is bigger. Morgan & Morgan has been in business for over 30 years, and they've collected for their clients $13.5 billion in settlements. No case is too small. No case is too big. They've got the biggest law firm, as I said, in the country. 800 attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida. Make it happen for you each and every single day. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600 to call us free. The consultation's free. 800-512-1600. And when you do it, please do me a favor and tell them Big Sales sent you. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS. 
not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, go Bert. and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Football show with your boy Big Spills. Just reading some of your comments, I kind of get it now a little bit on Wentz. You see, you got to remember something. When you have a diehard fan base like Bills Mafia, the Eagles, Packers, Bears, remember something about Josh Allen. Remember what happened right away with Josh Allen. Remember, they went back in his Twitter account and found all those racist tweets that he threw out there? 
First thing he had to do when he walked into Buffalo, New York and address his team, he had to apologize for some of those racially sensitive, insensitive comments that he made on Twitter. He was already behind the eight ball. But you know what Bill's Mafia did? The Bill's organization, they pushed all their chips in anyway, and they gambled, and they rolled the dice on him. And he's come through with flying colors so far. And when a guy like Wentz disappoints, because they were looking at Carson Wentz to be the same thing as Josh Allen. You know, I thought he was going to be. Okay? And when that letdown comes down, the Eagle, the Eagle fan base is like, hey, bro, that ain't working here. You, you, you demand my loyalty right out of the gate because you put the gear on and you wear the colors. You better live up to it. It's a great... That's why I say it's one of the best fan bases in the country. It's because you push all your chips in, Ben Simmons. How many athletes have rolled through Philly and have just been that where you go, damn, really? Come on, guy. It's got to be better than that. And get right. When you see a guy with a losing attitude and the Eagles hadn't won prior to 17, the Super Bowl, and they hadn't won a championship since 60. People were tired of it. And now that you've had a taste of it, you know what that looks like. You know what championship football looks like. And that's why everybody's hyped up about this football team compared to teams of the past that had great talent on it, even the McNabb teams. And the expectations are raised here because the Eagle fan base has a taste of championship football. It's great. That means your expectations are here. No longer are we talking about Hurts winning the job. You want Hurts now to be one of the elite guys in the game. He's not there off a Minnesota game. Again, the potential's there. I'll tell you about potential. He's not done it consistently enough to sit there and talk to me about being an, an elite guy yet. You, nobody in their right mind that follows the game and understands the game thinks what he did last year and on Monday have turned him into an elite guy. Again, it's trending in the right direction. No one is saying that. Will he get there? It looks like he's climbing the steps. Hang in there, though. You thought Carson Wentz was climbing the steps. As a matter of fact, Carson Wentz, earlier in his career versus Jalen Hurts, it's not a story. Wentz was 10 times the player that Jalen Hurts was in his first 20 starts. It wasn't close. And you know that. You think Hertz has gotten out to the same start that Carson Wentz did? Not happening. It's not true. He's a different, he's a different style of player, though. And people have to take that into consideration. Okay? Here, let me let's take a look at this. Okay. 
I already know this. Okay. Here, let's 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 take a look at something here. Carson Wentz stats. Okay. Carson Wentz's stats in his his first year starting. He threw for 3,782 yards and a 62 completion percentage. Okay? By the time he got to his third year, he'd already thrown for 10,000 yards. Okay? This kid got out to a great start. Second year, he threw 33 touchdowns. So again, it's trending there. Okay, I I, I want to get off. I want to get off this topic here for a second. I want to transition over to this. Hey, Jordan Davis, where is this kid? Where is this kid? Where is he? First round draft choices traditionally play right away and a lot. Where is this kid? Where is he? I mean. What are they doing with him? Where, where, where is he? I mean, I don't see him. I didn't see him. Did he, did he play against the Vikings? Where is the kid? You got an aging veteran in, in Fletcher Cox. Hardgrave, again, is in the final year of his contract. Where's Jordan Davis? That's the 13th pick. This kid better turn into a little bit more. And by the way, I'm disappointed right now that I don't see him out there more. I don't know what that means. It's not like that D-line's been killing it. First two games, they got destroyed in the opener. Played way better in the second. But you didn't feel to put the 13th pick on the field? Where is he? Run a 4-7-8? Again, this is what I told you when you drafted the kid. His potential and his production don't match up. In his entire career, it's not matched up to his potential. Where is he? Dude, when you're a pick like that, you got to be out there on the field. Contributing. First rounders contribute. Okay? Jordan Davis has to wait till next year to play? Jesus, criminy. And you're playing Hassan Reddick, who has no no reason to be out there on the field in first and second down covering backs and tight ends. And you got Davis on the sidelines. Okay, why is that? Dude, I'd like to see a tad bit more here from the kid. Or what's the what where what's the issue here? Wait a minute. Identity. I never said he was a bad pick. I don't know what's going on. I'm asking a question. Why isn't he playing? Shit, the third rounder has only got three reps. Did he play on Monday night? Hey, by the way, did N'Kobe Dean play on Monday night? Did N'Kobe Dean play? 
Jordan Davis is playing some. Now, is that a result of having a top five defense? I don't really look at the Eagles right now as a top five defense. We'll see if they end up making that statement. But first two weeks, it's been very inconsistent. So wait a minute. The Kobe Dean didn't play Monday. And this is the steal of the draft. He's had three reps all year long, and he's the steal of the draft. I'll tell you what. You know who the steal of that defense is? It's TJ Edwards. Undrafted? That kid's balling, man. He's a good-looking player. He's a good-looking player. But the first two weeks for the so-called dream team picks of the Eagles? Shit, the second rounder. I got more faith in now. He could walk in there and play. Dean's on special teams. That's not quite a steal of the draft. He's on special teams. Okay. TJ Edwards, I agree, David. He ain't giving up that spot. <laughs> There's no way, man. As a matter of fact, I think that thing lit a fire under him. I think that's okay. I think that's I think that's without a doubt. I think that's a great. Eagles shut down a prolific offense. They won the game against the Vikings. Congratulations. And T.J. Edwards, Richard, was everywhere. You said yourself, Celio, T.J. Edwards will make it difficult for Dean to play. He's made it so much so that he's only had three reps on the defense. You know, there's two other linebacker positions. (laughs) Cam Jurgens hasn't played either. Yeah. He will. Nobody said we were a dream team. Who said dream team? Paid uh, Hassan that money and he's not coming off the field. That's a Howie move. Hey, cuz, it's only two games. It's too early to use the phrase only two reps. No, that's reality. He's only played three reps in two games. And I've been told by the organization he was the steal of the draft. Not quite an LT (laughs) or Micah Parsons appearance so far by N'Kobe Dean. Personally, I think he's kind of small. And Jordan Davis is not playing enough. Why? I just, again, it's just question marks. I mean, did it? How about this? Didn't you expect Jordan Dean to be playing more? Or did you not? I was told by Jonathan Gannon in the offseason that there'd be a rotation. What? Well, I haven't seen that rotation. It's called depth. So your first rounder is depth. I thought that was Milton Williams' job. Jordan Dean. <laughs> I don't think it's there. And I'm not there. I'm not calling it that. I'm just asking. Jesus, criminy. Guys get a little butthurt when I bring something up that you don't want to hear. Where is the kid? You're going to need him this year. You're going to need both those players. Both those guys. You're going to need them. Okay? You're going to need them. We don't like Carson. (laughs) Really? You're just a negative dude every day and complain. Steven. 
A negative dude. I'm a negative guy when I say, where's Jordan? Where's Jordan Dean? <laughs> I, I, where's Jordan Davis? That's negative? Isn't it a fair question? Where is he? Where's the Kobe Dean? And you think that's negative. I mean, I would like to see these guys play a little more. Hey, Big Sills, let's talk about the shirt you got on. Yeah, Leroy Salman gave me this when he was the athletic director. It's the only non-Miami shirt I wear. It's a USF Bulls. Um, he gave it to me. So it's one of the very few shirts that I wear. And Leroy Salman gave it to me. He goes, hey, you've got to keep this shirt. You want to hear something really sad? Like about a month later, he passed away. God, he was the athletic director at USF, built that program up. Leroy Solomon was one of my dearest friends. God, I love him. Um, the juice goes, we don't have the answer, Sills. i just like to see the kid get out there a little bit more. And, 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 and here's where I'm going with it, Juice. Jordan Davis can't be just the first and second down, and you consider that pick in the first round legit. He can't just be a run stopper. He's got to be a factor on pass rushing. Okay, he's got to be, he's got to be a factor. You you draft run stoppers in the third and fourth round, not in the top three rounds. Okay, those guys are slugs. Those guys just go out there and keep space. He's too talented for that. Davis will grow into his role. What do you think he's on a GI bill? Grow into his role. Dude, you don't have this. There's a sundial on you when you come into the league. What do you think? You could walk into an office like every other guy does and sit there and hide under your desk for five years? That's not what the NFL is, man. You got to show up today. You, you, you got to perform now. You can't hide under your desk in the NFL for five years and management finally ask you to do something. Okay. Davis can do it all. Chill. He had nine sacks in Georgia in 43 games. I don't believe it. I don't think he's a pass rusher. He'll never be a 10-sack guy. You'd be lucky to get six out of him. Never be that guy. He's never been that guy. Now he's going to be? We'll see. He's the guy that frees up hard grade and cocks. Sills can't blame the Eagles because they have depth. Okay. Okay. Xander's like number 13 for a run stuffer in the modern NFL would be a fail. We're nowhere near that. But what Xander just said, that is something to keep over here and to be aware of. You cannot be close to being a lottery pick in the top 10 and just think playing on first and second down is good enough. And how about this? Some of you go, he's got to grow into it. Well, he has not made enough of a splash and turned enough heads to get any reps, significant reps. Nicobe Dean has done nothing to show the Eagles he deserves playing time or he'd be in there. Don't you think how he wants to put one of his golden childs in there? Shit, look what he does. His nature is to keep guys on the team, even if they don't deserve it. 
and he's going to play guys because they're his guys. You know if Dean was playing well in practice and had shown the propensity to understand the defense, he'd be in there. He, he, you know he'd be in there. Okay? Hey, Dan, you love to mess with our... Hey, Brian, it's not true. I like pointing things out. Look at Razor. Sills Cox had seven and a half sacks in all of college, so he can't rush the passer to answer. Don't ignore him. He can't. He had nine sacks. Nine sacks in 43 games in Georgia. That's a fact. Nine sacks is not production. Kaiser White's playing great ball. It's, it, it, TJ Edwards is playing so good. Playing so good, man. Look, week three of the NFL, there's some big-ass games there, man. And by the way, I'm going to talk about the dual-threat quarterbacks. Jalen's in the conversation here, too. And get this. I'm going to make a prediction about a quarterback in the NFL, and you guys are going to love this. I know you're going to love this. All right, hit the like button. Hour number two, don't forget Doc Walker from the broadcast team of the Washington Commanders. We'll ask him if they're happy with Carson Wentz so far in the first two games of the season. Hour two coming up. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go Bird! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
number two, National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sales. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much. Um, congratulations to Tua Tugaviola. Yes, sir, man. How about that kid? Alabama quarterback is the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Wow. 469 yards, two wide receivers with over 150 catches and 10, 150 yards and 10 catches apiece. Wow. Man, that's amazing. If you would have told me that Tug of Viola would win an AFC Offensive Player of the Week award, I'd say you were high. Unbelievable. Hey, and in the race between Tua and Jalen Hurts, Tua got the first player of the week award. Huh. Okay. 469 yards. We'll do that. No question about it. You want to know something crazy, though? I thought Jalen played better than Tua. I I thought Jalen played better than him. Didn't you? I, 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 I... I don't know. There was, there was just a field when I when I watched Tua play, and I watched Jalen play. I got, I came away going, I don't know. I think Jalen played better, but he had the numbers. He he had the passing numbers, and that's what everyone looks at. See, that's the kind of point I was trying to make also in the first hour. I thought Jalen outplayed Tua. I did. But Tua has these incredible numbers. When I watched a guy control a football game, I didn't see Tug of Viola controlling a football game. I thought I, I saw him throwing passes to really speedy wideouts, and some of those things look like punts. I watched the way Jalen handled himself. I don't know, man. Okay. Look, look at. East Cannon for life. I don't believe you. What are you talking about? I really think, I think, when, I, I I do. I think Jalen Hurts played better. It's It will always be a battle between Hurts and Tua on who was right in Alabama. Just like the 2004 draft, when you had Eli Manning, and you had Ben Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers in it, or the 83 draft. Every time, it was that way with Jalen Rager and Justin Jefferson. Anytime you're drafted with a contemporary in that respected draft, Tug of Viola and Justin Herbert are going to be compared as well. I don't know what you watch or how you look at things, but I'm here to help you out media-wise. That's how it's worked. Well, the quarterback, you know, it's a team effort when it comes to team. Yeah, okay, great. That's in your world. But in media world, quarterback gets the credit for the wins and losses. They're the only player in the NFL pro football reference. Do you know that actually has that stat, that stat for starting quarterbacks, a one-loss record? No one else does except for a coach. Okay. Damn. Tua, AFC, Offensive Player of the Week. Kudos to you, man. 
Chris Greer and those guys sticking up for their guy to him. Now he's the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Congratulations to you. All right. Here's another quarterback. I'm going to make a prediction here for you. I think Nick Foles is going to be the starting quarterback by the time week 11 rolls in, man, where the Colts roll into that game versus the um, the Eagles. I say by week 11, Nick Foles is starting quarterback with the Colts. You bet, man, because Frank Reich will be in a position where he's playing for his job. Man, when you have to come out after – hey, how would you like this? You have to come out after week two and tell everybody how in love you are with your quarterback. You think there's a problem there? That's like getting married, and after two months you do, you do this. Man, I'm so thrilled to be married. It's the greatest thing in the world. Man, she's wonderful. Well, yeah, man, you just married her. You're still in your honeymoon, aren't you? (laughs) Why does Frank feel he has to tell us how the honeymoon is going still? Okay? Why does he have to tell me how to honeymoon? Hey, I know we're 0-2. I know shit's not going well, but I really love my bride. (laughs) I'm not buying it, Frank. I'm not buying Nobody in the world is buying it. You know Chris Ballard, too. The GM and him are... Dude, they're not on... They're not on a hot seat. They're on a skillet. (laughs) Because you know why? This goes back to Wentz. You gave up a first rounder. I have to eat $38 million again. And I gave the Eagles a one. And now we're 0-2. Whoa. <laughs> hey, man, that thing's deteriorating. Okay. And it is going down. This thing's worse than the Titanic. This thing's just about hit the ocean floor, man. And oh, Nick's going to have. Can you imagine if Nick comes in there and he says, he, he says, Frank Reich again? Holy cow, man. That'd be another great moment for Foles. He goes in there. And he just wins. That would be amazing. I'd love to see that for Nick, man. Okay, I would. Dude, look at the money. Look at the money that you put out there, man. Look at the, look, look at the first round draft choices in equity in the last two years that you fumbled around with with the quarterback position. And then you allowed your owner to meddle. You had to. Guys all hopped up on oxycodones and drinking shots. Hey, where's Andrew? Dude, you you might want to call Andrew Luck up and see if he come out of retirement for you. He ain't that old. Dude, that thing's a shit show. <laughs> hey. Nick, hey, Nick Foles is better than Wentz. There you go, baby. I think when I think Frank would cap Carson over Matt Ryan. Hey, all I can tell you, man, I think that happens. All right, man. Yeah, I, I, I can you guys? I could see Nick Foles starting. So wait a minute. Foles would start against the Eagles, and Wentz is starting this weekend. Boy, you better not lose to those two guys. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Don't lose, don't lose to them two dudes. Don't lose to those two guys, man. That would be a problem if you end up losing to Foles and Wentz. Can you imagine if he got swept by Wentz? Oh, my God. 
<laughs> oh, man. Let's take a look at week three of the NFL. I'm, so Frank, I'm surprised Frank is still the head coach of the Colts. I see Frank more of an OC than a head coach. Jeremiah, he's actually got a winning record, though, man. He's actually done a pretty decent job there. But anytime you screw the quarterback thing up, it is always an anchor around a franchise's neck. Always a franchise. It's a franchise killer, and it's a coach killer. When you don't have the right guy there as your signal caller, Paul says, I don't think Frank Reich wanted Wentz out of Indy. I don't either. Personally, I don't think Chris Ballard did either because both guys know he didn't play bad last year. He played awful in the Titans game, and he played awful in the Jags game. And I don't really think he had a great Raider game before the Jag game. That set that whole thing up. There were probably – how about this? I'll, I heard Phil Simms say this last year. For about 13 weeks, Wentz was playing great football. Okay, you got to finish the deal. He played some pretty good ball last year. Stats prove it. Alexander says, don't sleep on Washington. The Eagles will because they're coming off an emotional high win on Monday. You watch. This game's going to be close. Stop it, Sills. You wouldn't love it if the commanders swept us. I wouldn't. It's not good for my show. Absolutely. Why would that be good for my show? You know that. more this kid wins, the more I look wrong. I do not want to sing. I ripped up the song sheet that I had in front of me. I do, I do not plan on singing again. I know some of you think I will be, but I plan not to. Okay? Week three of the NFL. Pittsburgh and Cleveland on Thursday night. This is what Andrew Barry's saying, the former Eagle executive. Please, please, just another win. We'll be 2-1 and one after week three. And we're rolling to Deshaun Watson in Heavenly Father's name. Amen. <laughs> hey, can you imagine if they have a winning record by the time they get to week 10 and Deshaun Watson's allowed to step on the field again and start practicing? The Browns would be a force for the remaining part of the season. I just don't know if they're going to be in it because there's so many good teams in the AFC. But if the Browns weather this, do you know how much money? Oh, yeah, that's right. He ended up having to pay like $5 million in a, in a, um, in a penalty and in a fine. Yeah, okay, he ended up, because it was only going to be $339,000, according to that judge. Dude, can you imagine if that kid and the Browns are above water, okay? And Xander brings a point up. Will it take Watson time to get up to speed? He might be good enough. He might be good enough anyway. I, I, I think it's going to take him a little time. But what they have in there right now, he's he'll be better than Jacoby Brissett. You feel me? And then by a couple weeks, that's why you got to be above 500. The Browns are above five. They beat Pittsburgh, and I think they will. It's in Cleveland. And they beat them. Everyone you know is keeping an eye on this. You see Jimmy Haslam got hit in the head with a water bottle. <laughs> not, not, but there was a disgruntled fan there, I'm assuming, owner of the team, uh, getting Watson in the building and getting rid of the guy from the progressive commercials. 
loser Baker, loser uh, Mayfield. He's no longer Baker because you know Baker's make things. Okay, he's loser Mayfield. Sunday games. Houston, Chicago. Wow. Here, let me just cross that out. One game I'll not check in on. Oh, and by the way, Justin Fields. That ain't happening. <laughs> hey, good luck on CJ Stroud. I'm sure you guys really will like him. Because you know those Ohio State quarterbacks, like Big Sales has been telling you, always plan to being great NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Fields, man, that thing's a train wreck on wheels, man. And you know what's what's keeping him in the game? He's a good athlete, but he won't last because he can't throw. So someone's going to clock that kid. Someone's going to clock that kid, man. Okay. His team is Xander goes. His team's been his team's a bigger train wreck. Well, guess what, Xander? They've been a train wreck like that for how long now? Ten years? Twelve? How many years? How many years have they been a train wreck? God, I mean, what's the last quarterback they had in there that was decent? I don't know. Raiders at Tennessee. What happened to Tennessee? Number one seed. Hey, how much of an impact has AJ Brown not been on? Big Seals may be wrong here. Look at Tannehill. Dude, they're talking of replacing Tannehill. I mean, Derrick Henry hasn't carried the mail there for them. They're 0-2. They lose this game. Mike Vrabel was the, he was the NFL coach of the year. Raiders better do something too, dude. You get Devontae Adams? Hey, you know, they done. Raiders, uh, Josh McDaniel. How's that second time going? Not so good a start. Kansas City Indy. And it's in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil. Ooh, boy. Franco's 0-3. Pill Popper will go nuts that game. Jim Mersey will go crazy, won't he? Oh, man. I just, I don't know, man. I mean, shit, man. Don't catch this guy on a, hey, <laughs> this dude, uh, he'll he'll be an I-80 man somewhere at a rest stop. Hey, what are the, what's all this, man? I don't know. We're 0-3. <laughs> Dude, what happened here, man? Kansas City's a good-looking football team. And I thought that you'd see a little bit of, you know, of a setback in the passing game. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is killing it. I'll give you the predictions as I always do on Friday. Yeah. Loser Mayfield. That's the new name for that guy. Buffalo at Miami. There you go. Tug of Viola. Offensive. Player of the year in the AFC. Big game. Hey, oh, what if Tua beats Buffalo? Man, Nick Saban got it right. Man, Tucker Viola beats Buffalo. Dude, Tua might win the job with this game. Tua might win the job with this game. He's on pace to win it now. He beats Buffalo in Miami this weekend. This is a career game for him. Okay? It's a career game. Go get him, Tua. Beats Josh Allen? Shit. Xander would be right again. 
<laughs> oh, here we go. Detroit, Minnesota. Mm. Two teams that the Eagles beat. Interesting game. Interesting. Watch the guy at Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, throw for 400 yards in this ball game. Watch. He does that, man. I've never seen a guy play. I think D. Gunn said this earlier. You put this guy at 1 o'clock on Sunday, this guy kills it. You put this guy at 8 o'clock at night, he gets killed. I mean, I've never seen a guy like this in my life. He's 2-10 and 10 on Monday night. Unbelievable. Baltimore at New England. Interesting ball game. Man, Lamar Jackson, he is on. Dude, he, he, he wants to win some ball games because he wants to get paid. He does, man. I love Lamar Jackson. What an absolutely great football player. New Orleans at Carolina. I say Baker Mayfield loses his job when Sam Darnold comes off IR. You watch that whole thing, man. He'll, he'll, he'll be just another dude's. This guy was the number one overall pick. And Jalen Hurts is 10 times the player he is. Nobody in their right mind would go, I would think even Chris Sims now, nobody would say, well, give me Mayfield over Hurts. I mean, it's disrespectful, actually, to bring up loser Mayfield's name and put it in Jalen Hurts right there. I <laughs> I mean, it's disrespectful, actually. Yeah, man, no way. Cincinnati at the Jets. Bengals better win. The better win. New Orleans, Carolina, yeah. Dougie versus the Chargers. Interesting. It's in L.A. Because the next week they play the Eagles. They got to come back and play the Eagles the following week. So they're going to L.A., then they're coming back home, then they're flying up to Philly. That's a lot of travel, man. So you're going 3,300 miles to go play the Chargers. You're flying back 3,300 miles to home in Jacksonville. Then you're flying up the coast to go to Philly. Boy, you got me on the airplane a lot. Don't be shocked if you see Jacksonville fly directly to Philly and stay up there. That's a lot of travel. You're asking your players to do a lot. I would fly directly from Los Angeles up to Philadelphia, and I would stay up there and practice up there at some facility. Maybe even come in on Wednesday, just so the players can have some decent rest. Raiders versus Arizona. Kyler Murray playing that schoolyard ball. That's not going to be conducive to winning a lot of games this year, in my opinion. Atlanta at Seattle, what a dog. Green Bay at Tampa, and they suspend. By the way, did you see it? Mike Evans, that decision has not come down yet. And I would say this to you. Well, wait a minute here. You're going to suspend a player and rig the game and take one of the premier players off the field for Tom Brady in a game that could decide home field advantage? You might want to rethink that a little bit. You got two teams that are vying to be a top seed in the NFC. And the league is taking Mike Evans off the field for the Bucs. <laughs> hey, I might have a problem with that. I'd be like, dog, man, you know, um, not cool. 
And Marcus Lattimore didn't get suspended. San Francisco and Denver, you talk about two teams going in different directions. You know the 49ers are favored in this game? Because they put Garoppolo in there. (laughs) Because they put Jimmy G back in there. Holy cow, man. Yeah, they put Jimmy G back in there. And I can't wait for this weekend. Now, let's go over to this conversation. Shaping up to be a pretty good week three in the NFL, isn't it? Here are the dual quarterbacks that I've written down that are the elite guys in the league. Okay? Let's see where Jalen falls into this with the elite players. Now, watch this. Hey, hey Xander, who was that guy that was on earlier with the Sports Take guys? He, his comments were, funny, he says it, no one cares. I say it, everyone blows a gasket. He says that uh, Jalen's probably better than 15 quarterbacks in the NFL. David Murphy. (laughs) David Murphy. (laughs) That's between us, okay? He says, yeah, Jalen's probably better than 15 quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay. Well, I was kind of interested when I – I had him a little higher than that right now, but okay. That's how he saw it. Was it my guest? Here's the elite guys. I, hey, he's candid for life. I don't get. I didn't. I didn't agree with that. I, I didn't. I didn't agree with that. I think the kid's improved a lot, and I think the kid, if he keeps improving, he could push himself maybe into the top 12, 10. It'd be quite a story going from like 19 to 10 in one year. He would deserve quite a conversation at the end of the year on what you're going to do with your quarterback and how much money you're actually going to pay. Oh, and by the way, we're also going to have a story and a conversation on who gets sacrificed when you pay your quarterback. Someone has to go. Remember that. Someone has to go. Keep that in mind. Josh Allen. He's not better than Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson, he's not better than Lamar Jackson. Reigning MVP. Guy's won 80% of his ball games. I mean, he's, (laughs) come on. Kyler Murray. This is where it gets interesting. Kyler Murray just got $230 million. And I'll tell you this. I'd feel more comfortable starting Jalen Hurts on my team over Kyler Murray. Do I think Kyler Murray... Is a better thrower of the ball? I do. Do I think he's a better athlete? I do. But Jalen Hurts, to me, is a better leader. And Jalen Hurts, I think, has a better understanding of football. It's not about him. It's about team. And Jalen plays like that, which means I want to have him as my guy. I look at Kyler Murray and I go like this. He's got all the things that are a tick tick ahead of Jalen Hurts. He's a better thrower. He's faster. He's more elusive in running. But then we start to talk about playing the position. Like, do you think in that Detroit game, Murray would do what Wentz, or excuse me, what Hurts did? 
instead of taking minus yardage, throwing the ball out of bounds so he doesn't take the minus yardage, and he would take the incomplete pass, and it would look to be he didn't really have that great a passing game outside of the 155 to A.J. Brown. But when you dissect it, and I came back, and I thought strategic-wise and strategy-wise, I thought Wentz thought – excuse me, I thought Hurts – I thought he thought himself around that Detroit game magically. I thought he was great in that game. You know, you know, team was coming back on him. I just – there was something about the way he played that game that made me go, wow, man, this guy does not believe in statistical stats. He believes in W's and L's. That's it. He's going to do anything it takes to win ball games. Kyler Murray's not that dude. Kyler Murray doesn't get his way. He erases your name from all of the social media stuff. He starts bitching and complaining until he gets his lollipop. And I hate that. You can't be that guy in that position and act like that in my, in my book. And I think the Arizona Cardinals, there's going to be a moment this year where that's going to rear its head. And you're going to see by the, I'm going to make a prediction to you by the end of the year, there'll be an adversarial relationship between Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. You want to bet that if that team starts to melt down a little bit and they don't make the postseason, Cliff Kingsbury will be the guy out the door. You watch and Murray will be the guy pushing him out the door so that he can get somebody else in there to call plays that he wants. You watch. He wants complete control of that offense. And right now, he doesn't have it. You see what Cliff Kingsbury came out and said today? We'd like to see our quarterback control the game from the beginning to the end. Bro, that's not going to work when you're talking about a baby like that. Hertz would never act like that. He would never act like that. Okay? Kevin, you are so wrong about Lamar Jackson being a shitty leader. Are you crazy? There is nothing that Jalen Hurts has done in his career that resembles what Lamar's done. Nothing. 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 So before you start talking about Jalen versus Lamar Jackson, there's no conversation there yet. Yet. Not yet. This guy's a unanimous MVP, led the NFL in touchdown passes, and is a weapon, consistently a weapon. Not close. Okay? Not close. Where's Jalen in these three guys right here? Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray here. Where would you put him? Maybe I'm missing someone. Is there another dual threat guy? I don't really think Russell is Russell Wilson dual threat. Kind of, I guess, but he's more of a thrower. Okay. Okay. Second behind Josh Allen, not me. I would say that he is third ahead of Kyler Murray. Let me tell you something, though, guys. Why that's significant? Josh Allen is a $200 million quarterback. Lamar Jackson's going to be a $200 million quarterback. Kyler Murray is a $200 million quarterback. 
You're starting to get into conversation about $200 million here. You keep yourself in those guys' rooms. Jalen's in that conversation with those dudes. That's a big payday coming. You start talking about Lamar Jackson, Kyler, even if we hate Kyler, Kyler got paid. Kyler got paid. That's a big conversation. When you're on the podium, and he is on the podium, with Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, dude, Lamar Jackson, the Brinks truck's going to back up for him in Baltimore or wherever. How do you look at Jalen in that light? And I do not like Kyler Murray over Jalen Hurts. And get this, Kyler Murray is a little better at everything than Jalen. But yet, when it comes to quarterbacking and playing the position, I'd rather have Hurts. Because I know in two minutes, that guy's going to do what it takes to win a game. And he's going to utilize. Can I tell you can I tell you the two most significant moves that I love that he did so far in the first two weeks? Guys, show me this and give me this. What are your two favorite things that Jalen Hurts has done in the first two weeks? You know what? I'm going to take a timeout. I want to write that down. I want you to think about it. I'm going to tell you what mine are, okay? I'm going to tell you what mine are. My two favorite things that he's done so far. I mean, and there's something maybe that you didn't notice. All right. Hey, my good friends at Morgan & Morgan, please do me a favor. If you've been hurt or injured on the job, one of the most important things you could do for you and your family is to get compensation for them. In the past 30 years, Morgan & Morgan has collected over $13.5 billion for their clients. For the people is not a slogan. It is absolutely who they are. And again, too, understand this. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, New York, and in Florida, nobody has a bigger firm, and nobody is going to go to battle for you more than Morgan & Morgan. No case is too small. No case is too big. They will not be intimidated. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. 
It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pondley Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pondley Hockey a call. Sills, please hit the like button. Thank you so much. Don't forget, Doc Walker from the broadcast team of the Washington Commanders will be with us in the final hour, 530 Eastern time. Former Redskin and now broadcaster with the Commanders will join us and we'll get his thoughts on Carson Wentz. Are they happy with him? One in one, kind of a mixed bag on how you look at where the Commanders are. I think their offensive line right now is in ruin. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. By the way, I heard D. Gunn say something earlier today on Sports Take. You think the soft schedule will hurt the Eagles in the end when they have to play against dominant football teams that are true? And by the way, I don't know if there's really any dominant teams in the NFC. So when I heard him say this, I was like, how many dominant teams are there really in the NFC? Now, look, to put that in comparison, take a look at, say, Kansas City, okay? And take a look at where the Chiefs are or the Bills are and when you're talking about scheduling and when you're talking about teams getting ready to play and when you play against elite quarterbacks and elite teams, Kansas City Chiefs schedule. I mean... Could you see that being a problem here for the Eagles because of the soft schedule? 
I mean, look at who they play. This is the Chiefs. I mean, this is Kansas City's 2022 schedule. Okay. Colts, Bucks, Raiders, Buffalo, San Francisco. I mean, take a look at even Buffalo's schedule. Let's look at Buffalo. Look at their schedule on who they play. They played Miami, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Green Bay, the Jets, Minnesota, Cleveland, Detroit. I mean, those teams are going to be ready to play. And when you when you play against these lesser teams, is it fool's gold? Look, you can only play the games that are in front of you. I'm 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 just asking a question here. Okay? You because quite frankly, let me give it to the Eagle side of this. Okay? You know, when Tom Brady played in the AFC East, do you really think he was threatened at all ever with some of those shitty teams that were in the East, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills were never good when he was there in New England, right? Didn't seem to affect them, did it? So when I, when I, when I, you got to put everything kind of out there like that, right? That's how I do it. I mean, Brady never was affected. Anytime they played the Colts or the Ravens or the Steelers, they seemed to be right on par. Personally, when you got 12 wins, I think that is an error of confidence. I'm with you, Yale. I don't think that's going to be a factor, the Eagles schedule, because the Eagles don't win games conventionally. They got to go out and go to work and they got to pound you. That's a li- the, for the Eagles to get a win, a lot harder to get a win for them than it is, say, when you have Patrick Mahomes throwing for 500 yards. And that's pretty much all they do. I mean, you got to run the ball. You got to have RPOs. You got to have lights out defense. Man, you got to have everything working on the same page. And if you have everything working on the same page, I think that does get you ready for big games. Okay, I do. Fool's gold? I don't know, man. Carson says that last year proved it. Yeah, but Jalen wasn't really where he is right now. Okay? Razor, I I agree. I agree. I agree with that. I think he is enough grounded to know. It's, It's one game a week. That's it. That's all we're talking about. They got the commanders on Sunday. So, yeah, I, I, I heard that and I'm like, huh, you know, Brady never was affected by that, though, in any way. He was never affected. Okay. Here are the two things that I've seen Jalen do that have been impressive to me. Let me just ask you this. What have been some of the things that you've been impressed by with Jalen in the first two weeks of the season? What's been what's been the Need a bigger sample size? Well, we, that's what I've been trying to tell you about Hurts. You need more of a sample size here before we start crowning him a top five quarterback. These first two games, though, what have stuck out to you the most? I'm just talking differently about what I saw a year ago and what I saw this year so far. Two things. Poison confidence. Okay. Okay. Steven goes, third down plays. Dude, those third down plays. Hey, those third down plays, Philly D, are killers. 
killers. Xander says ball's coming out quick. More on time, more on target. Throws running to his left. Confidence and throws. All great stuff. His arm talent, Dominique throwing it back at me. It's improved. Love his composure. He contributed big time towards winning. Damn, Yale. You and I see a lot of things alike. Play calling sequencing. On the same page with Shane Steichen, for damn sure. Hurts is starting to see the field. Game slowing down for him. That's why. When you, Brian, when you, when you say that, he's seeing the field. See, when you first started as a rookie, you got binoculars. You're like this. You don't really have a lot of peripheral vision because everything is so much in front of you. This is, this is what a rookie sees, guys. He's right here. This is what a rookie is. Watch. You're like this. The more you play, those open up and the blinders come off. Okay? And those blinders start to come off a little bit. Running also has reached a new level. He carried three grown men five yards into the end zone when he scored that touchdown on Monday night. Being accurate is always the difference. Okay? Let me tell you two plays that stuck out to me. Man, I got to tell you, in Detroit, just I, I can't get over how he sacrificed stats to win that game. In today's NFL, nobody sacrifices stats because that's kind of how you get paid. If you were getting paid on winning, Jimmy Garoppolo would be the starting quarterback for the next 10 years in San Francisco. It's not all about winning, is it? The 49ers are showing you that. Now they got to go groveling back to that guy. If winning was all, that's why be concerned about numbers too because Howie will use that against them in negotiations. Well, you think Howie's just going to cut a deal with him because he's Howie's guy? Howie's looking for a discount too, dude. He Remember, he works for the owner, not Jalen Hurts. You think Howie's going to... You think Howie's going to offer him max money? Never. He works for the owner. Let's not forget that. <laughs> I mean, I know that you think, you know, Jalen is like the, 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 you know, the star in Jeffrey Lurie's eye, and you still got to pay the guy. And nobody wants to get caught in a position like Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones right now. Okay? But, man, what he did, and then – in the second game, can I tell you, man, that made me go like this? Shit. If I was standing on the sidelines and I saw this play, this one play, and I saw this, I'd go like this. Man, I like this guy. When he opened the game throwing that ball to Devontae Smith just to make sure Smitty got the ball and he was going to be involved in the game plan, he, he told Smitty, I'm going to need you. This ain't a one-man show. I'm going to need you. You take a hit for that guy. You play hard for that guy. You play injured for that guy. Yes, sir. Smitty, I need you. Last week, wasn't it? Don't worry. and It's not going to be like that. 85. 
Hertz leads the league in passer rating. Great. Looks good. Make sure you give that same kudos to the 650 yards passing with Wentz and the seven touchdown passes and the 65% completion percentage. He's played well too. Make sure you do that because if you're going to give one kudos, give the other guy too. And those are the two quarterbacks that will be on the field on Sunday. Both have actually put up some pretty good numbers going into week three in this confrontation on Sunday. But on Hurts again, man, in the first two games, it's not stats I'm throwing at you with Jalen. Situations in the game, his third down running in Detroit, his throwing out of bounds to not take negative yards, and making sure Smitty got involved. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. It has nothing to do with numbers. You're building a rapport with your teammates when you do that. Every guy blocking. By the way, Lane is out of his mind right now. Lane Johnson is the second best offensive tackle next to Trent Williams from San Francisco in the league so far after the first two weeks. And I could say that with confidence. He's killing it. Dude, he looks good, man. He looks awful good. Mulata's got to pick it up. Dickerson's got to pick it up. I think Sayamalo, like I said yesterday, has played his ass off. The right side of the old line's playing great. Okay? Kelsey's Kelsey. So you got to pick it up on the left side. And that's the blind side. Remember that. That's the money side of the old line. And the money side of the old line's got to pick it up. Yeah, that's, that's protecting the backside and the flank of the quarterback. You got to help him out there. Boy, I'll tell you, man, those moments, I swear to you, when he did that to Devontae and he got that ball in his hands, I went just like this. Look, shit, man. <laughs> you take hits for guys like that. You want to play hard for guys like that. That's good shit, man. That's really good stuff. All right. Now, let's have a very difficult conversation. Let's, for all intent purposes here, on September 21, assume that this is going to play out the way we all see it. Or some of you see it. And you've got to start talking between 30 and $45 million for Jalen. Who goes? Say Amalo goes. Sanders goes. A.J. Brown, probably not this year coming, the following year ago. Depending on the structuring of the contract, too. They put escalators in there. That's why Devontae has to play big because Devontae is going to be the last man standing. AJ won't be here in three years or two years. He won't be here. You're not going to pay $25 million and then $45 million. It doesn't happen anywhere in the league. He won't be here in two years. That's why Devontae has to be part of the growth of the offense. Okay. That's why you got a great contract 
in Jordan Mulata. Okay? And don't talk to me about haircuts. People aren't taking haircuts. Are they going to let A.J. walk or Devontae walk? Devontae will be the guy that they'll re-sign. Okay? Don't re-sign Devontae because that's Howie's guy. Don't let A.J. walk. They have to. They let Devontae Adams walk in Green Bay. He's no better than him. Tyreek Hill walked. Kansas City pushed him out the door. You think they're going to keep a $25 million wideout and a $45 million tops? And don't talk to me about Jalen taking hometown discounts. Why? He does more. It's like asking Debo Samuel to make the same money wideouts do when he's running jet sweeps. Well, don't do that to me anymore. This guy's part of your running game. This guy's part of your passing game. He should never take a haircut. We're not in Green Bay. Yeah, well, you don't have Rodgers and Devontae Adams either. Jalen Hurts is not Aaron Rodgers. You're right. That's why I was friendly with you and said $40 million to $45 million. Because he ain't making 50. Yeah. Most quarterbacks or let Dallas, you're going to let Dallas Goddard walk? He might be one of the most important players in your offensive passing a game. Didn't we already pay AJ? They'll move him to get him off the salary cap. That's what they did to Amari. They had to, look at this. I'm going to show you example after example on why you you don't really believe you're going to keep AJ and pay Jalen Hurts $45 million, do you? Amari Cooper, $20 million. Dak Prescott, $45. They moved him. Devontae Adams wanted $25 million. Green Bay moved him, $50 million quarterback. Tyreek Hill wanted $25 million bucks. Wanted $25 million. Guess what? They moved him. Stefan Diggs wanted $25 million in Minnesota. The only reason Justin Jefferson's in Minnesota, he's on a rookie contract. <laughs> you think he's on a $25 million deal there? He's on a rookie deal because you're paying the quarterback 30 It doesn't happen. And it won't happen in Philly. You make it sound like your owner spends a shitload of money. It's not true. Somebody's going. Or are you going to sacrifice your old line? Okay. Steven Jackson says, Dan, you said in the summer Jalen Hurts wasn't worth $40 million. Cap goes up $25 million a year. So, so far, nowhere in the NFL has that panned out where you have a 25. Cooper Cup took a discount to stay in L.A. Okay? And Matthew Stafford took more of a signing bonus to lower his base to make that deal happen. Okay? Brown played two games as an eagle. Give it some life. Give it some life. I'm not, I'm not talking about him not being productive or not. It's got nothing to do with it. I'm talking like Howie Roseman's talking right now. Okay? 
What? When? Okay. Let me show you what general managers do. You think general managers are thinking about today and tomorrow? Or about three years from now? Or about how the cap looks? Okay. I mean, 85, two of 740, hurt 723, went 673. That's pretty damn impressive. Especially 650 yards for Wentz is passing. Damn impressive. Sounds like three guys having a pretty good year. Who will they sacrifice? And by the way, Jalen Hurts' contract will be dealt with after this year. So we're talking about three months from now. Three months from now, you're going to have to start making financial decisions on your team. Your quarterback making $1.4 million. Can I tell you how I would do it? I would drop escalators in there. I don't know. Does he have one more year left on the contract or is this his final season? I think he's got, I thought he had one more year left. Now you give him the signing bonus, of course. And that's how Dak played it. And that's how Patrick Mahomes played it. They were more extensions than they were new contracts. And that's how they got away with still building the team. Remember what happened. They had to start dumping players in Kansas City after they paid Mahomes the $500 million. They had to start getting rid of Honey Badger. They had to start getting rid of Tyree Kill. That's all comes from the fact that they had to pay the quarterback $50 million. Guys, it, when you pay a quarterback, your team gets sliced up. You're looking at the best scenario right now for the Eagles. This scenario right here, quarterbacks making $1 million. You could pay in numerous positions. You could plug and play. It's kind of what they did. But at the end of the day, when you start paying that guy, Remember when they started playing Joe Flacco? Anquan Bolden's are knocked out of there. Bryant McKinney's knocked out. Ed Reed's knocked out. Ray Lewis retired. They started doing all that because they couldn't afford it because they played Flacco. Okay? Because they're playing Flacco. That's a good point. I think that Diggs deal was signed prior to the $25 million for these other guys. How much does Stefan Diggs make in 2022? How much does Stefan Diggs make in 2022? What's his salary? $2,575,000. According to Spatrack.com, in 2022, Diggs will earn a base salary of $2,575,000. A signing bonus of $21,500,000, a roster bonus of $255,000, and a workout bonus of $250,000, while carrying a cap hit of $11,736,111 and a dead cap value of $56,947,222. That's how they're doing it in Buffalo. He's only making two five, not twenty five, like AJ's making. They structured the deal right. Now, Maybe AJ restructures it. I, I, I'm just saying someone's going to get sacrificed. How's Diggs doing it? Well, 
Dig took a big signing bonus and restructured his contract to have a low base at $2.5 million. That's how you work it, man. That's a great deal. By the way, way under market value. Way. <laughs> Stefan Diggs is murdering people in Buffalo. Okay? Hey, Cal. Siri knows it, doesn't he, man? Okay? Siri knows it, man. That's a capologist right there. Where'd it go, Siri? Chalk it up sports. Sills, do you think Howie Roseman sees his current Eagles team as? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. And, 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 and that's why I say you got a lot of components. At the, watch this. Fletcher's gone. Hardgrave gone? Bradbury gone? What if Bradbury puts in a Pro Bowl year? You think he's going to stick around for a hometown discount in Philly? Or you think these guys are going to go on the open market and try to get the best deal they can over a three-year contract? Come on now. What, because it's Philly? I don't care what that means. Players and agents don't care. Jason Kelsey cares. And guys like that, I'm not saying that. Hey, Isaac Sayamalo, that team makes it to the NFC Championship game will be one of the hottest free agents on the market. Boy, man, why would you put a franchise tag on him? You'd put a friend, you could. You could put a franchise tag. And you think the number's at 30, I think the number will be around 35 million. Okay? Yeah, it sounds right. So you think they Kirk Cousins, Jalen? Like, for, didn't they do that to Cousins in Washington for three years? They franchise tagged him. You make a boatload of money. The, the whole contract is like, you know, it's what that, and it's guaranteed. I mean, but what, I mean, 35 million would be awesome for the Eagles. And then you get to keep AJ for two more years. Yeah, I mean... You just can't come to a con. I don't know. I, that's going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah, Philly. Would you franchise tag him? God, I love that conversation. How we got to be thinking that? God, you think they're in that position right now? I got a hit on this. Plus, also Doc Walker from the broadcast team of the Commanders. I want to get his take on Hertz. And I want to get his take, obviously, also on Carson Wentz. I want to get what he thinks of what they're going to face this week with Jalen Hurts and get his thoughts. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, 
We're looking for more. Pondly Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go Bird! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. week baby oh yeah doc walker part of the broadcast team for the washington commanders will join us at the bottom of the hour we appreciate everyone stepping in please hit the like button you just mentioned the word whence holy cow it could be one of the most sinister sports names in philadelphia sports history Wentz. What's the first thing you think of when it comes to the name Wentz? Let me hear come some of the comments. Okay? Tell me. You're a Wentz groupie, bro. I am? Okay? The commander's coming back for revenge, says Yale. <laughs> Look at so <laughs> Oh my god. This is hilarious. Soft cupcake mentally weak. <laughs> oh, snowflake. He punked out. This is freaking gold. Unbelievable. Snowflake MVP. Cotton ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is hilarious selfish weak puke oh my god that is hilarious man oh my god <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and then Xander goes, this is why your open sucked today. <laughs> oh, my God. Give me my open suck. Kiss my backbone. Dan, your throat is mad when you laugh. This chat is hilarious every day. Thank you, Popcorn. I, I appreciate that. Holy cow, man. That is hilarious. My open, my open told you the truth. Wentz has played well so far in the first two weeks. Better than anything Washington's had in a long time. Um, no, that may not be saying much. But he didn't play. Hey, quite frankly, it's not superstar numbers. But so far, you know, last two years and two games, you know, he's won, what, 10 games? Lost nine. Not great. Agreed. I don't know. Okay. It's almost kind of like the same record that Hurts has. Right? I don't know. He's played well. I'm not saying that he's played spectacular because if you watch the first half of Detroit, where Jalen has played pretty much four good quarters of football, some aspects sensational, especially against Minnesota. All right? Hey, Identity, I do enjoy you guys, man. I do enjoy you. Wentz needs a whole new face to survive the league. Hey, Dan, you got Washington over the Eagles? No, I do not. I'll bury the lead for you now. No way would I take Wentz over Jalen Hurts. No, not happening. I'll tell you that here on, where are we? Wednesday? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. Now, yeah, no, that's not happening. That So, okay. In case you guys thought I was leaning that way, that ain't happening. Okay? No, 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 Michael. I'm not picking Washington to win. Hey, Neo goes, hey, dude, only a fool would. Okay? He's the white Jameis Winston. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Wonder Bread Wentz. See, you can never call Sills Wonder Bread, man. I'm a paisan. You know, I'm not white. I'm not black. I'm Italian, you know? We got our own little deal here. <laughs> Wentz looks like a kid in the burbs. <laughs> when it, the guy that was barking at the hot wife, that kid? Oh, Jesus, guy. Didn't he die of, like, overdose? Wentz is loose with the ball. Washington's defense is a mess. That whole team doesn't look like it's got all its pieces. And I think, again, it's divisional, short work week. We'll see what happens. Um, I do think the game could be close. Whence is Dak Prescott? You want to hear something against playoff teams? Dak is 12 and 22. What do you make it at? Against playoff teams, he's 12 and 22. Right? That's why I asked that question on Twitter about Jalen. You know, Jalen against winning teams has a poor record. It's young still. It's early still, too. It's early. I get it. It's early. But, I mean, 12 and 22? 
You know, all empty stats, all around auto. Yeah, that's surely what it comes out to. If you're looking at the one loss record for Dak Prescott and Dak against successful football teams and playoff teams is 12 and 22. Shit, that ain't 45 million bucks. I can tell you that. I mean, Michael, I don't know. 12 and 22 against decent teams. Dak is hyped up like Kirk Cousins. Boy, it's, you know, it's almost rounding into that, isn't it? It's almost rounding into that. Owen 15 versus real teams, Jalen Hurts. Sounds right. That sounds right. That's why we said let's let's pump the brakes and start winning. Then again, though, hey, to Jalen's point, Jalen's not the schedule maker in the NFL. He's not the schedule maker. He's got nothing to do with that. He can only play as good as he can against the teams that are lined up against him. It's not like this is a college program where you get to pick the teams and you play in the SEC. Okay? So that's kind of unfair to him. He, he's He's got to play who's in front of him. And it's nothing on him. That's why I say when when guys get hurt or players on other teams get hurt, well, that's why you have a 53-man roster. Okay? And that's why you play tackle football. Guys get hurt in this game. So, Dan, if you were the GM, would you offer Jalen Hurts? Not yet. And plus, I got to think of the future of my team. The conversation we had in the last hour, I love it. Hey, all around auto. Here's what I'll tell you. Do you think Jalen's played himself into the franchise tag number yet? $35 million? Let's say the number's there. Has he played himself into a franchise tag? Now, guys, help me out. This is the last year of his deal, or does he have one more year? I thought this was the last year, and it's up after this. I could be mistaken. $35 million. Would you franchise? Has he played himself into the tag? He's got one more year. Thirty-five million with five million incentives. Last year, here I believe one more year. How much will you pay, Jalen? I'm not paying him forty-five million. That means other parts of my football team have to suffer. I'm not doing that yet. Not when I don't have to. Wait until week six. Well, you're not, you can't pay him until the end of the season, from what I understand, because of the collective bargaining agreement. Are you picking Bill's Dolphins game? I'll do that on Friday. He has one more year. Okay. They, they're they're going to have plenty of time to build this team. He played eight playoff teams last year, lost to every one of them. It's true. Him and Sanders got to get the money, but 
Don't overpay, says Green Man. Still worried about the talent on the D-line? I'm worried about the talent on the D-line, BF, being consistent. Fletcher Cox in 20 games has not shown consistency yet. He just hasn't. Um, Jess, I thought they extended um, and restructured the contract of Darius Slay. The Bills are going to smash the Dolphins. Okay. How can you pay Dak what he's getting paid but not Jalen? Jerry Jones overpaid. I would never pay Dak Prescott that money, ever. I would never have paid Dak that money. I didn't see a guy who won big, significant games. Dude, I think for you to be paid like that, look at Patrick Mahomes, what he's done in the early part of his career. Look at how he's played. Look at how he's how he's been able to go out there and play the way he has. Man, I just, I think that's a bad move. Plus, and get this, they even paid him after he got hurt and gave him the money. This guy, Cooper Rush, I think he's got a better connection with CeeDee Lamb than what Dak does. Just too much, man. And look, do I think Dak's a good, hey, how many people look at Dak Prescott today, today, and say Kirk Cousins? Look, if we want to throw this stat at Kirk Cousins, he's 2-10 and 10 on Monday night. Dak Prescott's 12-22 and 22 versus good, good quarterbacks and playoff teams. I don't know. What's the difference? Flex says how he doesn't really use the franchise tag. Also, if he want, wants to keep the core together, he'll take a crazy signing bonus, but – below value and salary. Dude, I don't care how you get the $45 million. If I'm Jalen, I'd rather have the huge signing bonus. That's what Matthew Stafford did in Los Angeles. Stafford took a big signing bonus. And if you look at his contract and how it de-escalates, I think the last year of that contract, he's making like 1.5 million bucks. And he got all that money up front. I'd rather take the upfront money. Brady did the same thing. Brady's salary... It's not as big as you think it is. He took, I think he took 45 million bucks last year or something like that. Or the year before, he took a $45 million sign-in bonus. Kirk is better than Dak. Yeah. I'll take Kirk Cousins over Dak Prescott. I would. Yeah. Yeah, but 215, when you put a big sign-in bonus out there, that's more dead cap money if you end up moving the kid. And I'm not saying they would move Jalen. Okay. Tag him next year. Trade him if he's cash is king. Absolutely. That's how I would do it too. Cash is king. No question. Hey, this has got to be one of the most anticipated games. Just by your response. Even, even Xander goes, oh my God, not Carson Wentz. It's a big game though. This is going to be one of the most watched games of the year. For Eagle fans, it is. Because you know why? It's that guy. Whatever you think of him, sucks, soft, bad. Okay. Okay, I got all that. You still want to beat this guy more than you want to beat Dak. You want to beat Dallas more than you want to beat Washington. But you want to beat Carson Wentz. I know you do. That guy could turn this thing into a great rivalry again. And the Eagles in Washington 
going back and forth be great be great for the game not great for eagle fans but it'd be great for the game again then the nfc would have some juice in the nfc east again the nfc east actually has a little bit of juice after the first two weeks of the season eagles are 2-0 giants are 2-0 cowboys are cowboys Washington, one and one. Not the terrible start people thought it was going to be for the NFC East out of the gate. Okay? We would really care less about Wentz. He just so happens to be in D.C. I don't believe that for a second. He could be playing for the Tennessee Titans. And if that guy came rolling into Lincoln Financial, it, it would be a train wreck in there for him walking in there and hearing all those fans. Are you kidding? Carson Wentz and the fact that he's in the NFC East, I do think adds to the component. But dude, this is this is going to be one of the most interesting two of Howie's quarterbacks playing against one another. Hey, Howie. Howie's got two starting quarterbacks this weekend facing each other. Not too bad. One of them's making 30 million. The other one has a chance to be making 30 million soon. If that guy plays well this year, you got to look at how he's going like this. Yeah, well, it just didn't work out in Philly, but I wasn't wrong. Quite frankly, his numbers, Roseman, the intangibles are what got him thrown out of Philly for sure. Okay, the pettiness. You've had two of the worst. Examples of petty quarterbacks in history. Donovan McNabb and this guy. Two petty guys. And you got maybe one of the best examples of how to conduct yourself in the NFL and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts shows you how to handle yourself. Okay, you want to face a your franchise? Hurts is your dude. There is no question about it. AJ will restructure his deal to stay in Philly. Why? Why would he do that when he, if he's having productive years, why would he want to stay on a hometown discount? Now, it depends on how they're winning. So, you think AJ Brown is the same as Cooper Cup? Cup's going to, Cup took less money and AJ would take less money. Maybe because of the relationship between Jalen Hurts and him. Maybe, maybe there, there, there's all kinds of, conversations that you can have look the next two years i think are the eagles window would we agree that the eagles probably have a super bowl window right now three years you think they have a super Bowl? there's a longer super bowl window here than the 17 team right Plus, you had unraveling of the coaching staff. You're not going to have that with the problem here with that because Howie's handpicked these guys. And I can't see Sirianni jumping up and stabbing him in the back. And all of a sudden, because egos get in the way, Nick turns into Doug. I don't see that. Could happen. We see it before you. Sometimes you get it. You got to go. I don't think it's five years yet. Dude, how many? How old is Lane Johnson? Thirty-six. Okay. K 
Kelsey's out. Your running back's going to leave. Fletcher's gone. Hardgrave's gone. Got a lot of one-year deals on defense. That whole team's going to look different again next year, potentially. Especially if you fall short. Or if you have great success. Guys on one-year deals, not coming back for haircuts. They're not going to come back for haircut. Bradbury puts an all-pro year up. He ain't coming back on a one-year prove-it deal. <laughs> He's not doing that. Why would he? Guys got to get the money he can while he can now. I think it's three years. Miles is staying. So they just let him, Nick, walk into the final year of his contract. And, hey, don't forget, Doc Walker, part of the broadcast team for the Commanders, will join us here in a couple minutes at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk a little Commanders as they're one and one on the season. Went off to a pretty decent start so far, and I'll give it to you. I don't really think he got out to a great start against Washington or against Detroit in the first half if you watch that game. Love Doc Walker, former Redskin, and now part of the broadcast team. God, I think he's been part of the broadcast team now for what? At least 15, 20 years. Okay? At least 15, 20 years. It's going to be an interesting ball game. Look, and I said this to you too. There's no way Washington, you put their 53-man versus Washington's 53-man, not in a room. Not in a room. But how many times have we seen these divisional games where you see football teams, again, every time you get in these divisional games, they're close because they're common opponents. Okay? They got to get a new owner there, man. They got to get a new owner. The same way Lane keeps restructuring his deal every other per- every other season. Smith is a Howie pick, and Lurie loves him. He'll get his. Howie likes to do the deals early to get the market value, and look at what they did with Goddard. Not everybody's going to do that, though, Flex. Not everybody does that. Everybody wants to get paid. Everybody wants to get what they can, especially when you're in the back end of your last deal or you're working on your last contract. Not taking haircuts. Greg Miller. Um, man, am I happy we have two first-round picks. Aren't those first? Hey, and by the way, keep praying New Orleans loses. But boy, if this thing ends up 12 wins and you have two first-round picks, Jesus, criminy. And New Orleans says shit to bed. Say New Orleans wins six games and they're a lottery pick and you get that first round pick next year inside the top 10. Man, you have a top 10 pick, you have your pick, and you've got your quarterback right. Wow. Your, the Eagles are in business. Man. And then guess, get this. Then we're talking about that Super Bowl window being five years. Okay, then you're talking about it with stability, and you're able to revamp your old line on the fly, keep Jeff Stoutland in the building, and you're able to build up Jordan Davis's conditioning. He's able to play more on first and second down. This year is such a it's such a crossover year to what the team might look like. It's such a crossover, man. <clears throat> and how important. 
this whole thing looks right now, as good as the 2-0 start is, they continue this trend and they do what we think they may do this year, and you have those two ones, and you have a quarterback coming back still on a one-year contract, boy, I'll tell you, like I said, they have really structured this thing out well. Jalen ends up covering everything Wentz was wrong in Philly. Just like Kirk Cousins covered the RG3 injury in Washington for those number of years, if Jalen comes through for Howie, he wouldn't have been able to rebuild the team around Carson the way he's been able to build the team up around Jalen. Because that money would have kicked in and he would have been paying him 35 to $40 million a year. You understand that. At the end of the day, the Wentz failure may have been the greatest thing ever happened to Philly. Because there's no way you could go out and get Hassan Reddick. There's no way you could go out and pay some of the guys the money that you're paying. when you. There's no way you bring in. If Carson Wentz is on the team, you don't have A.J. Brown on the team. You don't. You, you, you will not have that guy on the team. All right. Hopefully we catch up with our friend Doc, Doc Walker here and get his opinion on what he sees. I watched Washington both weeks. I watched him against the Jaguars. That was a really competitive football game. I think Dougie P's done a really nice job on the defensive side of the Jags. That's going to be an interesting game too. Also the following week after Washington this weekend. Jacks look like a better football team, too. And the quarterback's playing better. But Washington, their problem is in clearly in their offensive line. And if they get pressure, and if Jonathan Gannon continues to pressure like he did on Monday night, that's how I think you're going to be able to get to Carson Wentz here. So, boy, I'll tell you, this is going to be quite a football game here. And I got to tell you, man, if you look at Carson Wentz's numbers so far, I'm wondering if commander management is happy with what they've seen. I'm going to throw the numbers out here before I get Doc Walker on. 87 attempts, 57 completions, 65.5 completion percentage, 650 yards, seven touchdowns, and three picks. Let's bring in Doc Walker, part of the broadcast team. And we'll ask him right out of the gate. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, my friend. Kane. How's it been, man? Uh it's been it's been uh it's been interesting, to say the very least. It's uh good to be back in, in behind the wheel. And so um I'm enjoying this. I mean it's it's um with this powder puff approach of preseason that the NFL employs, <laughs> we lost 108 people out for the entire season right now in two weeks. Wow. I've said it over and over again. Like, this is like NASCAR. You can't half-ass burning rubber. You got to drive. And football and NASCAR are identical. There's no way you can put the Guardian caps on. You can do all that. And it's great concussions are down. I'm into that, but they're trying to make war non-combat and non-contact, and it's a farce. The product is awful in preseason, and September stinks, and so we we become used to it, and I'm saying, no, let's not become used to it. 
let's trash it and go back to playing football. Either add, make it 20 games, the hell with preseason. And if Notre Dame could go play Ohio State and those kids are 17, 18, 19 years old, then pros can come out and let's just start the season, you know, and do it. This is this stinks. I, I, I hate it. How about this too, Doc? I've been saying this the whole time. How do you develop players? How do you develop O-linemen? How do you develop continuity and consistency when you're just giving me organized team practices? I think those organized team practices are decent, but Philson yeah. said this to me a couple months ago. They're not quality reps, which means you're not going to get quality football in the first four games of the season, and that's pretty much why you see a lot of penalties, pre-snap stuff, and you see a lot of injuries too. And it's really not good football out of the gate. No, and Dan, you know this better than most. Uh, if you're a lineman or a defensive player, we drafted a linebacker two years ago in the third preseason game. Kid don't even get to play. And then they say he's not doing this. Not, not the hell is he going to do it? And if some DBs don't hit, if you watch Hard Knocks, the Lions showed you. That's how we grew up in it. it they went old school. You know, in this league, that has X amount of padded days. I understand they're dealing with requirements, but they went after it. That was a football. Those were football practices. And as a result right now, they're one of those teams. Don't sleep on them because their bodies have been tested. They got that callus, that soft tissue thing. Yeah, they're going to lose people too. But mentally ties into the physicality of it. And I like where the Lions are. How about this, Doc? I think you bring something up about one of the Philadelphia Eagle players and the Kobe Dean. How's that kid expected to get on a football field when he's not practicing? He's only had three game reps, and they're playing him on special teams. How do you guys, How do you get him acclimated to playing in today's game when you haven't scrimmaged him, you haven't put him in situations, and this is why he's on special teams? And some people have, like you said, they – they had other clubs, at least, you know, we used to scrimmage the Steelers. You knew then that you would have at least tasted a little bit of it, you know, how it was. Dean, he's fortunate that he's on a team that's loaded so they can afford to breastfeed him. But if they were desperate, like most of the teams are in the interior, they'd have to play him. You know, it's just, we look, it's not going to change. They don't give a damn what we say, yeah. but the money keeps going. And all of us football fans, we're like we're 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 like on crack. They know they got us. We just keep coming back, no matter what they do to us. We just keep coming back. Absolutely. All right, Doc. Let me get into this with with the team. Give me your take on the Commanders at one and one. You beat the Jags. You turn around. Tough loss against the Lions up there in Motown. What? How do you see this start so far? in the first um, eight quarters of football for the commanders? Well, I'm really pleased with what, what I've seen from Carson Wentz because he's the key to their entire season. And he's shown me it hasn't been pretty, but it hasn't. he didn't break. He was tested, but he didn't break. That second quarter, they put up stats that they were doing the whole – in four quarters last year, they did it in two. They're explosive outside. They got three kids that are unique on the edge, but you got to get time protection and all that to get it to them. And I just think that if they can combine a little bit more of influence of running that ball to keep teams off balance, now they're playing an excellent team this Sunday. We'll see, but I just, 
from all that I heard and what I saw of him, he has grown mentally. He needed to grow up, and he has grown up. He's a grown-ass man now, and I think this is the last hurdle for him of redemption, you know, to be able to exercise the demons of the Eagles. And if he can do that and then move on, I think he's going to be good if they protect him and just continue to progress. Boy, second half, he was 21-29, to 278 yards, two touchdowns. And for the season, like I said before I brought you on, 87 attempts, 57 completions, 65.5 percentage completion, averaging 325 yards a game, 650, seven touchdowns and three picks. You think management's happy with him? Yeah, they should be. They ought to be. I mean, it was a reach. At 28, but I, you know, what I've said out here on, on, on my formats and on Patreon every day, I said, look, he's got to give us his money's worth. Our entire team, I judge guys, I want guys to get rich. You come out of this game, you end up maybe crippled or disabled. So you got to make a fortune. So I'm all for guys making money. But you should produce based on what you make. $28 million, he got to give us $28 million of value. And if he does that, then with the skill guys they have – it, it 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 is amazing what I've seen despite some of the ugly moments didn't break it. What I to me he's neck up project. It ain't the bottom. He's an athletic freak. He's not as freaky as he was in Philly in two seventeen. But quarterbacks don't have to be the goat. Doesn't have to run. He can run five flat. Don't matter. But if Carson has got that Roger Clemens gun, and if he can keep that in and just become more accurate and believe in his teammates. Here's a guy who needed a home. You know, he's been kicked out. He's almost like an orphan. Been kicked out of two homes. He just got to be loved. And these people, they love him. They are rallying around him. And I think he's responding. Do you agree? I watched both the games, Jags and the Detroit game. They got to put it all together for four quarters, though. Oh, yeah. First half against Detroit. Now then, awesome. that could be a product of what you talked about, Doc, right out of the gate, where they just really haven't put a lot of reps on the field as a unit. Because I said the same thing about the Eagles. I mean, do you know that this, they've only had 120 minutes of football as a whole entire unit, and most teams are going through that. So is that more a product of that? Or well, are they yeah, limited the Eagles, in some the Eagles O-line. The Eagles O-line. <laughs> they're, oh, they're, they're, they're bad. They, see, when you are tight up front, and then they went over and got an ace. They got two excellent receivers and outstanding tight end. They got the whole package. What they've got to do is just be blessed with health. And the kid at quarterback, he won in peewee. He's never lost. He's a winner. And everybody can talk about what he does. No, look what he does do. And you know. Any QB that gets in there and gets in that squat rack, guys are going to break an arm to block for you. They're going to do whatever they can. He's a unicorn, and the guy's a great leader. None of this is too much for him to handle. You know, he's been through SEAL Team 6 training, Alabama and Oklahoma. You you just can't be have a better background in tra advanced training. And I think the chemistry thing in Philly, you know, you know Philly, and they're going to embrace you like nobody's brother. And as long as you keep going and positive, I can't think of a better place to be successful in because you know they're going to love you. Now, if you stumble your toe, what I appreciate about them, they're going to tell you you stubbed your toe. 
You know, Doc, I'm going to give you two examples of what he's done so far this year. And, you know, they haven't beat successful teams a year ago. But let me tell you the difference this year. The first game against Detroit, he's running out of bounds, Jalen Hurts. And you know what he does? Like most quarterbacks would probably just take the loss. He throws it out of bounds, gets the incomplete pass, breaks that defense down on third down, then comes out on Monday night, and completely does the opposite, finding guys, spreading the offense around. I mean, obviously, it sounds the way you're talking, that you love this kid and what he's doing, what he's bringing to Philadelphia. Michael Irvin came on a couple weeks ago and said, watch out because Philly could be building themselves a dynasty, and it really starts. And he said the same thing you said. He goes, this guy's a winner, man. He's won everywhere he's been. He's a winner. It's still like Lamar in Baltimore. I love the programs. Pete tried to do it up in – in Seattle, and he just wasn't able to complete it out. If you're going to have something that's odd, make it odd all the way through your room. And and they got three guys that nobody's Lamar, but they've gotten as close as you can get to. The old line is settled with that. They know what they got to do, and if they do it, he catches and he delivers. Give the Dolphins all the credit in the world. I would have bet your bank account on it that there's no way they'd have beaten Baltimore, and they beat them because they're going through a cultural change. I love programs that go through a cultural change. You get some new pieces, it's a level of belief, and then you can move mountains. As long as you keep people on the same page and your teammates buy in. And in this game, as you well know, it's quarterback-centric. You have to make that guy feel like King Tut. And if you do that and he's not a jackass, you got a chance to really be good. Doc, are you a little disappointed in the inconsistency of the commander's defense? I mean, a lot of equity and a lot of assets have been spent in that front four. And I know Chase is out. I think he's back in a couple weeks. but It won't be a couple. Um, It'll be a month or more. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, so yeah. more no, significant? I'm looking, I'm yeah, well, because he they took something out of one leg, put it in the other leg. Come oh, on, man. Two surgeries. Okay. Yeah, come on. No, no. Leave that baby. He'll be fine. You know how this season is. You win this in November. So as long as your troops can rally by then, what we're doing right now, this is prelims. It counts, but there's no way you could be ready for this. What you got to do is not take yourself out of the tournament in September. You got to hang in there and fight your guts out. Then in October, you start shaping things and find out who's real about this. And then there's so many variables, ups and downs, but that one position is so unique. It's the only sport that is so uniquely driven by one position, and it's quarterback. And this is the highest level. And out of 32 teams, you're stretching if you think you have 15 or 16 of them worth of salt. That's how difficult this thing is. Edge rusher, left tackle, quarterback, and cover corner, they're oddities. Every one of those guys right now, go ahead and build your spread, your dream pad. Because, brother, if you can play, you're going to get paid. Yeah, those are the money – those are That's the money it. positions. That's it. Yeah, when you when you have a cover corner and you have a rusher, and like you said, a left tackle and a wide out and a quarterback, someone's going to get paid. You got a chance. Whole- it gives you it gives you a chance, you know. And not to dismiss the center because that kid gets no credit, and yet he touches the ball just as much as a quarterback, and may have to block a gorilla like you. You know, <laughs> so I'm saying over his nose. So that's the tough part about it. We we should always better the centers. <laughs> they get no love, and yet they have some of the roughest assignments going. Why is it so hard to play divisional games, Doc? I mean, you know, 
People are looking at this game on Sunday going, wow, the Eagles, man, they just came off an impressive Monday night win, a tough loss in Detroit for Washington. Why are these games, though? Is it because it's common opponent? Yeah, you know it. You know more about that guy that you're going to have to block or beat or tackle or whatever. And like the fan bases. So we you were talking to Philly today on uh, Burgundy and Gold today. And uh, they got the buses coming down, 1,000, 2,000 people per bus. They got 10 buses coming. And they're all coming to Boo Carson. I mean, only Philly <laughs> pull this up, right? And it's going to be packed. And so I'm telling you, look, I just want to go over and and meet him. I got a good relationship with him because working sidelines for 15 years, I'm you know I I'm exposed to him, so I'd always make a pat with him. I said, look, no batteries today. I said, may the best team win. We hope we kick your ass, and you hope you kick our. I know it, but let's us do this together. They were always cool with me, and I I love the experience. My dear friend Harry Callis. Uh, we talked so much trash. Whoever won had to sing the other person's fight song. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so we had a – man. so I love Philly. I'm jealous because they have a fight song, and we used to. You know, I'm I'm jealous that the way they defend their place, like our people defend us, and that what we had was so unique, even though the New York and Dallas programs get the acclaim – they control the league and all that. But we always felt like the blue-collar versions of the East were definitely Washington and Philly. And you hate – well, not you, but Philly hates New York, you know, and we hate Dallas, and Dallas gets hated by everybody. And so it's such a cool thing that we have. But we're the only comp, uh, division that has four Lombardi. Nobody else has it. That's So that's why stat. I think it's unique. And also it's comes to Forbes, those of you that like cash, we're the only conference – that has four of its representatives in the top 10 in revenue. That's right. So, hey, hey, Doc, this is kind of maybe a question you haven't been asked before, and mm-hmm. I know you'll be honest on it here. I mean, haven't taken the Redskin name away. And again, I, I, I get all the politics, and I'm not debating that. Mm-hmm. Has it taken something away, though, from the history of the team where, I mean, you're a Redskin, dude. I mean, those hogs. The yeah, fans, was, but, but again, the, the, the whole tailgating, RFK, yeah, all of that. Yeah. I mean, and again, I, I'm not talking the political angle of it here. I'm just saying, yeah. I mean, for you, you think so? Oh, you I'm think good it's, with it. It's I'm, I'm because without change, change, I'd still be owned by somebody. So I'm all for change. If change is for the better, I don't know the hell with it. I don't have nothing to do with anything if it hurts anybody. Right. Because I know as a minority, um, I don't appreciate the fact that people telling me who I am and what I am, and I don't want to be controlled. And I don't think any group should be mocked or anything. And if that's the way it goes, then, you know, the hell with it. We honored it. I never thought it was offensive because that's just ignorance. I didn't know. But the moment I, it was, I was brought to my attention, and not by all, just like the African-American community. Not everybody, people call them things, things they don't allow other people to call, which I think is ignorant, but some people live by that. So I'm like for these kids. These kids had nothing to do with it. And so I want them to have the same experience that I had. You know, they loved us, man. I mean, like we were ice cream cone. You, Dude, you know going into like. Washington oh, was yeah. in, was intimidating, man. The whole the, the whole thing, the guy with stupid. the hat. I mean, it was stupid. I mean, the guy with the headdress on. And- Chief Z. 
But yeah. you know, the whole thing about it is that the song may be corny. Like they say, fly, go fly. I don't think it's corny. I was emotional. I'm looking the other day. But I go, man, we had that. Not everybody has a song. Not everybody does. Every team, for the most part, does have a unique fan base experience in this league. And you know it. Tampa, Dolphins, down in Florida. The, the cities I'm impressed with are the cities that have options. You know, when you're on the Florida or you in California, you don't have to go to a game. You know, you can be just as thrilled going to the beach or going somewhere. We got options. So when you go out there and pay that money and do it, you let your hair down and you get after it. And I think that every fan base has a uniqueness about it. Packers, you know, Steeler Nation. I mean, all of that. And for grown-ass adults, what we've been through coming through the pandemic, where we were shut out. And could not go. If you don't get behind this right now, you you don't have a pulse. Doc, the Eagle rivalry that you had with your Washington teams, what were those? I mean, look, obviously Cowboys and you guys, I mean, mm. that was always centerpiece, Thanksgiving. I grew up on that damn thing. Yeah. I mean, I played in that rivalry mm. for a cup of tea. I mean, I, 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 I get it, but Eagles and – D.C. and Washington, what was that like for you when you played? Well, again, my old coach, collegiate coach Dick Vermeil, was in Philly. So um, you end up knowing guys like you, when you meet. Wow, Vermeil you know, was your coach? Oh, yeah, college, yeah, UCLA. Oh, if UCLA, you, so you played with Randy Cross. Oh, yeah, that's my dog, man. Cross, so look, when, when you've got guys like Jaws, I mean, the quality of guys that played in Philly – um, Randall Cunningham, uh, Carmichael. Uh, if I, if I look at these guys, I go, we're friends forever. I mean, it's just you can battle, but then I have so much respect for the way they approach football, how hard they played, and how their fans appreciate it. I mean, I'm at the Phillies uh, Blue Jays World Series, and I've set up. I've I've been to you know watching the Phillies. And I mean, I saw him boo up Dykstra. I mean, they, they, they're like, I mean, it's so wild. I've been there. Uh, I was an idiot. I went and set up in the bleachers to see Lakers Philly after the Sixers had beat LA in, in Los Angeles. And they had AI, Dikembe. And so I said, oh, hell, I'm the game three. And I'm in Philadelphia. That was not smart. And I'm sitting up there with guys on, and they throwing popcorn all over me. And I'm talking so much trash because they got off to a good start. They won game one, and that's the last time I'll ever do that. But I was much younger then. And I just love the fact that they care so much about it. And then being with Harry, you know, if you're with him, he was a god there. You know, the white shoes and smoking the parliaments and the whole thing and going out. I mean, it's just Stephen A was working, doing beat, you know, there. So yeah, he, right. He was at the choir at the time. Person. And plus Philly to me is a great place if you want to have a nice cigar. It's the most underrated downtown area. I mean, I, I love it. I, I think it's quaint. Everything about it has a good history about it. And when you meet the guys that play and work there, it, it's hard to, I could never say hate Philly. I always enjoyed the contest, and uh, and I love watching them play the Giants. There was oh, no way God. you liked the vet, though. <laughs> no, I mean, vet, dude, that carpet that, was the worst. That, hey, no, man, that that was about an inch or so. <laughs> it was ridiculous. 
you could blow a knee out in pregame warm-up. I mean, the place, what a trap. And then they had the jail at the bottom, which encourages stupidity. I told people in, in Philly, because you know it, if you're there, I've done a, I was doing an Eagles game, Westwood won. And if the fly, if you get one, and if uh, it would have been a, a four o'clock, no, it would have been before. And then the flyers are there afterwards, the parking lot. Oh my God, there's more liquor being swung around. I don't know how people could even walk to go into to see the flyers. Oh my, there's just certain things you need adult supervision for. And one of that is going to sporting events in Philadelphia. Hey, hey, Doc, I used to tell Jerome, dude, is that second base? I mean, you are going to cover that thing, right? <laughs> Jerome goes, uh-uh. <laughs> and I'm no, going, it's... this thing's worse than San Francisco's candlestick. Remember when Randy used to tell him all this? Silio, what was the big saying that the 49ers used to say? And I go, keep them in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, same thing with Oakland Alameda. When you got to taste that dirt, in one of those two ballparks, man, that's that's not fun. It's not fun crashing on that, having your head hit the bottom. I mean, back in the day, and you got to search for Jack Tatum. You got to search for Ronnie Lott. Ugh. I think got these killers out there before we George Hendricks the game for television. Oh yeah, man, it's it's uh now it's a television production, and uh, it, it has been neutered simply for and look, they're making the cash. No, I, I mean get now it. they're on Amazon. They're I mean it's streaming. You can watch it on your phone. You can do anything with it. I can't be angry about that because us older guys need that pension fund to kind of quadruple. You know, we need more care. And so Absolutely. I ain't mad at them. Hey, Doc, finally here. Okay. Commanders a playoff team or no or yet to be determined? I think September, if you take a shot in anybody in there, it's just fool's goal. Unless you're a professional wager and you know really what you're looking at. With the shuffling of rosters, and I, I have no idea. Um, I know that we had a chance to be a really good football team. It depends on now what are these kids willing to do to get to that point. It's what Philly was a year ago. You know, they had some questions, and they answered their questions, and then they fortified their team. They got better. They picked up a stud outside. They got a corner. This, again, it doesn't, it doesn't lie. You got to have an ace guy. You got to have a stopper. You know, you got to have a thug in the middle. You, you, these things you just have to do. And once you accumulate that, we're not, I think, they're ahead of us right now. But if we can ever, I think they wanted to be a defensive-minded team, I think you're going to have to flip that. I think they're going to have to be an offensive-minded team right now. They're going to have to outscore people until they can get healthier on defense or get more coordinated and really figure out. You know, they're running the oddity. They're running the Buffalo. They're running some things that are unique. And they're just not lining up going after people. They're thinking. You can't play this game in thought. I mean, like, I love watching Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers defensively. Oh, oh they're playing great. Oh. Bucks are I out mean, of Todd game. Bowles, I love Todd. Me Burton too. Until his blood runs cold. But let me tell you what. They are fun to watch. I love watching defensive teams. I hate I didn't get a chance to see the Saints and the Bucks live. Because that's always a very special contest. I love I their, their You know rivalry. what? I don't know why it is. Even back in my time, yeah. those games were always – there's always a fist fight in them. Yeah. And I, you know what? And I sent a text down to uh, Bruce Arians. I go, I go, Bruce, I go, man, I go, that kid Hicks that they got from the Bears, 
You know, I noticed Sue was a factor on that D-line, but Doc, that kid, man, may have been one of the biggest pickups they've had in the last I loved him in Chicago. How lucky is he? Yeah. I mean, he got out of Chicago, and now he's in with a structure. Number one, and you know, man, if you play defense and you know you get to play with a lead, that's the greatest thing that can happen to you. Well, how good are they? They play with more leads than most people do. And that's when you can pin back and go, and you can dig, you kind of know what's happening. That's what's happened in Philadelphia now. Philadelphia's ahead. So now they've got beast over there. I mean, it's it, it could get stupid because hey, hey Doc, real quick. Huh? You think the Eagles are the are one of the top four teams in the NFC? Best I, yeah, I've seen that I've seen. I think so. I think that they have an opportunity, no doubt about it, to be in contention to host that championship game or be in it, either or, if they stay healthy. Because they got all the, the prerequisites. It's O-line, O-line, D-line, quarterback, league, and they can run in two different ways. And, and with this kid in the middle, and he's he's squatting 600 pounds. I don't think he'll get a hangnail to hold him out. You know, it's just that they have everything right now. The question is, can they take a hit? You know, if you lose one of your aces, are they 53 strong? My saying I say every day, we have to be 53 strong here. We're not good enough to have 11 carriers. We got to be 53 strong because you got to be able to plug and play. And we had one of our better players, Cameron Curl. You know, um, he, he was nicked. He should play this week. And Forrest comes in, boom, picks up and excels. Young man out of Cincinnati. So when you get a guy hungry who wants to prove something, some teams have too many guys that, quote, have already made it. And when you see that, I go, now, I need guys hungry. I need a guy that came in on a, you know, on an Uber to come in. And he got, you know, his signing bonus was some coupons to go to McDonald's. <laughs> that's the kind of guy I need on our team. Because that's the kind of guys we had. See, and then they make it after they make it. Not the guys that come in and they bring them in on a chariot and praise them all over what they did. Hell, that don't mean anything. What you did is irrelevant in this league. It's what you are going to do that matters. Absolutely, Doc. It is always great to catch up with you, man. And God bless you, man. You look great. Your career has been just magnificent in the D.C. area, man. And you're a dear friend of mine. And I thank you so much for doing this. Have a great call this weekend, my friend. Thank, thank you. I'll you. tell Randy Cross you said hi the next time. Tell we my, get yeah, my guy Scott Jackson, he told me, he goes, yo, we're still here today. I said, yeah, yeah. Tell him I said hi. Everybody loves you. I throw your name out. I said, he's modest. He's only got about a million people a month to check him out. I said, just being modest. I said, I'm I'm going in to to try to help him, you know, build up his program. Uh, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I love you, Doc. Have a great one, my friend. Anytime, brother. Anytime for you and your show. Much success to you, and uh, we'll chat. You bet. That is my friend Doc Walker, part of the broadcast team for the Commanders. What an absolutely A plus man. And you will never find anybody say anything negative about Doc Walker because Doc Walker treats everybody with great respect. He is such a marvelous man. I just love the man to death, man. And we've been friends for such a long period of time. Okay. He loves Jalen Hurts. Look at what Jalen Hurts has done. One of the broadcast guys in Washington is like, this kid's a winner. 
Big Seals may be singing more and more and more. <laughs> Should be an interesting ball game on Sunday. Joe Theismann will step in with us tomorrow, and we'll talk to the former MVP and get his thoughts on Jalen Hurts and this Washington and Philadelphia game. We appreciate everybody stepping in with us. Please hit the like button. Till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. See you on the flip side.